This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review the first three episodes of season three of The Boys on Amazon. Geek Boner! Plus, Warner Brothers making big changes to their DC Films division. The Flash movie may actually be good, according to test screening audiences. The CW trying to put out another Batman-less Batman show. And Sony Pictures doesn't know when they're being trolled by the internet. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Sunday, June 5th, 2022. This is Norm MacDonald, and you're listening to the, uh, uh, hang on, I got it here. Uh, it says, the Jock and Nerd Podcast, known for their series of gay erotica found on Amazon, huh? No? That's not that? Oh. <laughs> Well, I fucked that up, I guess. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Crabs out there. Let's give it up. Hi-yo, listener. What's up? Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. And he's the Nerd. And joining us, the creator of the superhero serum, Compound D, these nuts, it's Rugboy. What's up, Rugs? You stick it up your asshole. Oh, is that where you... I stick it up my asshole? Yeah, that's, that's where the compound it. D goes. <laughs> yeah, and then you get he... superpowers. It's wow, a... we got to talk about that scene, by the way. Oh my god, there's a lot of sticking in things scenes in the boys. Yeah. We will get to that. I, I got usually on your intros. I I find them clever, albeit cheesy. Yes, I, I'm going to give you a little critique on that okay. one. Okay. Oh. You could have just left it at compound D. Oh, I didn't have to explain the joke. You didn't, did yeah, you don't, yeah, don't explain the joke. I got too eager. If people don't either treat your audience like they know it's like they're smart. That's a good point. Or if they don't understand it, just leave it be. Then they, they don't want to get it. That's a yeah. good point. No, I, and also, I could have said these nuts. I was yeah. going to leave it open for rugs, but I couldn't. You know me. I couldn't help myself. I got That's true. I you, you have to, you have to fill it. Every second of air with you your voice. You stepped on these nuts, Imran. Ouch. Yeah. Ooh, careful. Uh, no, that is a solid comedy criticism from the jock. I will give you yeah. points for that. That's what he's here for. This is, look, I, this is a lesson. I don't have the jokes, but I will critique your jokes. Yes. No, that's good feedback. This is where this was a lesson. I did something, and then you showed me how to do it better, and now we do, all yeah, learn. Yeah, you had it. Yes. Yeah. Very good. So next time. Next time, these nuts <laughs> will not be uttered. Uh, but Just don't explain the joke. You don't explain it. I might not get it then. Oh, never mind. Uh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we got a review. We got a little bit of geek news. Let's get into it. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. I tried to find some DC movie news this week because we kind of been neglecting that side of things where, you know, we're always talking about Marvel and some of the other things. There wasn't a lot of things to go out in the DC world right now as we wait for movies like Black Adam and Shazam 2 to come out. But the big news last week uh, regards uh, HBO and now that Discovery owns Warner Brothers, not HBO, Warner Brothers. We've talked about how Discovery has bought Warner Brothers. They've merged. Uh, David Zaslav is now the guy who is in charge of things. So there's a big piece in the Hollywood Reporter 
about all the shakeups and changes. He has already let go of a lot of people. They've canceled many CW shows uh, this past year when traditionally every year, every CW show would just get renewed automatically year after year. If it was good or not this year, a lot of the shows got axed and I think it's because of Zaz lab. So Toby Emmerich, who has been overseeing both Warner brothers and new line since 2017 is stepping down. Zaslav's trying to replace his role. And in this Hollywood reporter article, it says that he's planning to create three verticals, each with its own person in charge. The three verticals would be one for Warner Brothers and New Line, one for DC Entertainment, and one for animation. So who is going to take over leadership for the DC Films vertical? Currently, uh, Walter Hamada is DC Films president, but Zaslav is looking for someone for him to report to. And the article says that he has talked to Joker director Todd Phillips oh, shit. to, quote, do more in the DC universe, potentially acting as an advisor. It also says he wouldn't be an executive. He wouldn't serve as an executive. The article mentions that Zaslav and Todd Phillips have been getting along, but also that Todd Phillips is not a big DC universe comic book fan and or expert, right? Doesn't know a lot. He said that himself. So I find this kind of interesting. What do you guys think could do? Do you want to see Todd Phillips head up the DC films? Is it? Why a- would he even want this job? Uh, it's that's it a good doesn't point. seem like he would want it. It's 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 pretty much like a lock to be a uh, a terrible job. <laughs> Yeah, this is a really, I mean, Zaslav has a tough job, and then to be the head of DC Films is even you gotta really want to do a harder this. job. Now, Todd Phillips delivered a billion-dollar movie on, like, a $70 million spend and right. multiple Oscar nominations. And I, but didn't, didn't he win? Didn't Joaquin Phoenix win the Oscar for Joker? He did. Sure. Yeah, and it was uh, nominated for Best Picture. Makes a billion dollars. Those are all successes, Anthony. You would think uh, you'd want a reward with giving the guy some more um, power or leadership. I don't know. Well, it doesn't sound like they want to make him the Kevin Feige, which is good. As far as making him an advisor, I, I don't know about that either. As the, as you stated, he's not an expert in the broad DC universe. If you look at Joker, the movie, what he did was he just copied taxi driver and Kings of comedy yep. and turned the and spun it with the Joker. Like the, it's, I, I like the movie, but to say this is the most original movie ever is not if you watch any of the, either of those movies. Right. You'll just see what he did with that. So don't think that's a good fit for this guy. Yeah. I, I don't want to utter the words Berlanti because I don't think that's oh, the right fit either. Snap. Mm. But because uh, he's like a T, TV dude. Yeah, and yeah. Um, he knows he is. He knows his PC. He, well, he's been immersed in it long enough to kind of know things. Yeah. But I feel like that his tastes are all over the place. And didn't he do Tittens? Yes, he did. He do, he's done good stuff and bad stuff, right? So, like, that Superman series seems to be the best thing that he's done besides the first season of Arrow. Uh, yeah, I mean, Walter Hamada did an okay job kind of turning the tide a little bit and getting movies to be a little more successful and doing standalone movies. Uh, he, that, ooh, this was after, uh, let me see. It yeah, was a few years ago. Yeah, 2018. 20, okay. January of yeah, 2018. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. 
Yeah, he came on after uh, Justice League performed like shit. So, I mean, he's done... Post-Justice League, yes. He's done better. Yeah. I mean, it's been better, but... Um, I mean, they just don't have... They don't have a Feige guy. Can I ask a question? So, Snyder got the got the axe after BVS. Then yes. he never got to finish Justice League. Yeah. Now, do you think if Justice League came out as intended, I mean, not the four-hour cut, obviously. Right. But the Snyder vision, do you think that it, it would have crashed and burned as badly as it did? Or do you think that... Hmm. Um, no. So, uh, yeah. I don't think so. I think it would have done well. I think... I think it helped. I think that movie. First off, I think I'll show you that the, I think that movie is good. I think it's actually you know a pretty good, decent movie. The, a pretty good. The movie. four hour version. The four hour yeah. version. I yeah. don't know what it would have looked like. It probably would have been better. Hopefully, right? You had a decent editor, better. I think it was helped by the fact that you had all this pent up support for the the, the Snyder cut I, at the time when that movie was coming out. There was a lot of anti Snyder stuff. It was a very divisive. Yeah, but DC didn't stand but behind him. No, they they threw him under the bus. Yeah, yeah that was some cowardice. Yeah, I think I think it would have obviously done. I think because it's a good movie, I think it would have done well and and potentially could have spawned a better direction. It's just they just panicked after how bad Batman versus Superman was and how how it was received. I think things would have played out differently had they had they let him finish his Definitely. movie right, and it wouldn't have been as worse. It would have been better and. Uh, Mira would have had an ax, a British accent. Oh yeah, did she ever? In in Justice League, she did. In uh, J- Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, she that's does. right. Uh, but I think they would have made like different movies, and maybe you know they do. They make the the Flash movie sooner and a Cyborg movie. Well, there should know. have been a Justice League Part Two. Right. Oh yeah, that's right. And he maybe he would have got greenlit to continue the thing, but that whole thing crashed and burned and Walter Hamada comes on and he's like, okay, we're just going to make separate movies and you, with separate directors and they can kind of play in their sandbox. And that kind of worked. The standalone movies have been uh, somewhat better. It's worked, but it's not worked in that like every Marvel movie that gets released is an event. Right, right, right. We're at a level where yeah. even if they're like okay movies, people are, are talking, everyone's talking about have you seen it or not. I just don't feel like you get the same buzz with DC movies. Yeah, Zaslav's got a, a, a fucking job to do. He's got to get their shit together somehow and find yeah. someone and maybe bring like Superman back. Maybe bring Henry Cavill back and start from scratch with Superman. Maybe you do that and anchor it's it on that. It's just one of those things that DC is, is kind of, um, is kind of uh, old hat because Superman's been a, a, out you know, since like the George Reeves TV show, like you probably even before that. So Superman has been around a long time and it's kind of like, you know, it's old to everyone. Batman's been around a long time and we've seen a thousand Batman movies. The only character that's kind of fresh is Wonder Woman. And uh, they don't really have any interest in a lot of the other characters. So it's kind of like weird to kind of keep this thing alive. And imagine if you're just a casual superhero fan, yeah. you're already you like Mar- at this point Marvel is such a a staple that you're either fully in and you're you're fully in the universe or you're kind of tired of it. And DC is in this position where they're the second in terms of getting in front of fandom, like everyone considers Marvel the the standard now. And there's a segment of the population that's like we're getting tired of these Marvel movies. So then DC is going to come in and do what? They're going to make their own universe that now, 
everyone wants has to get involved in. I, I just don't. They're just not in a great spot. No, I mean, I think the smartest, some of the smartest things they did was to give you uh, an R-rated uh, Suicide Squad, right, and an, an R-rated Peacemaker show, and really do something Marvel has could not do. That they, you know, sure, you know, so they're pres- that's their edge, yeah. But but the only thing is, and we don't know what they got on Peacemaker on HBO Max, but that movie did horrible. The movie did office. not do well, and it not is not Peacemaker. I'm sorry, the Suicide, the suicide. Squad, and it's a really fun. And it's movie. universally con- it's universally considered a really good movie. It is, about, you know, and it's such a shame. It's a very good movie, and then you had Joker. They took a risk with this Joker. Also, the another article says Todd Phillips is ready to start on the sequel he's close they're getting they're close sequel yes huh? there's gonna be a joke or two which martin scorsese movies is he gonna rip off this time let's guess it's gonna be goodfellas and something else. i don't in casino and casino he'll just smash those together do we want to see does that movie even need a sequel i mean from warner brothers perspective a movie makes a billion dollars you know they're gonna want to milk it because they're just well, didn't dumb. he say Phillips though? Like this was a standalone film. I forgot if we said that. Uh, he might have said that, but I think he said he was open to things if he could find a good story. Um, I don't think the movie needs a sequel, and you know, then they've given us the, the Batman, which also sets itself apart from the Mar- kind of the Marvel movies and even all the other DC movies. So the shit is all over the place. Is Joker? Quick thought, quote, thought, thought question: Is Joker a good Joker movie, or is it just a good psychopath movie, or not psychopath, mentally disturbed movie? It's a, it's a, it's a good character study of a person with mental issues played by Walking Phoenix. But, it, but is it? Yeah, is it actually like <laughs> when you think about it, is this actually a Joker? No. Yeah, I've, I've read, I heard that argument too. When I think about it, it's close enough where you can make that leap but it's no it's still off the mark yeah right the thing is what like would he been better off like adapt, adapting killing joke like you can't do this movie without batman right there's a lot of these movies so they're trying to make all this shit without batman and it just gets a little messy i think joker uh, is just a i mean it obviously worked right in terms of fandom like fans liked it it got oscar love but i don't think joker by himself is a character that you build a lot of movies around. Yeah, yeah. Like that he's best as kind of this tornado that comes into town and wreaks havoc Small for a little bit doses. and then disappears. Yeah. At least in my opinion. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is creepy as fuck and uh, you know, I loved his performance. But that could have been you could have called it something else. It didn't really need to be the Joker. It could have been anything about an unhinged character. Well, the movie doesn't do as well as it does if they don't no, name it Joker. No, nobody goes to see it. Anyways, listener, right. what do you think about uh, these shakeups over at Warner Brothers? Who should be in charge of DC Films? Let us know your thoughts. Join the Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. There's a closed group just for you. Uh, lots of spoiler threads because there's a lot of shows and movies and things coming out. So right now, there's ongoing spoiler threads for every episode of Obi-Wan. There's a Stranger Things Season 4 spoiler thread. There's the boys spoiler thread. I put up a Top Gun Maverick spoiler tra- thread for Jesse Rodriguez. Somebody wanted it. I was like, okay, here you go. And then Miss Marvel 
There'll be a spoiler thread for that and other things. Lots of things, lots of things oh, your, to watch. And your react. day is coming, Imran. Oh my God! Yes, Miss Marvel is coming soon. We will talk about that. Now, if Kamel Najani is in Miss Marvel, what, what will happen? <laughs> oh will my you... God! I'll just lose my boner. <laughs> 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 he will shoot into the freaking moon. Oh, no, there's a lot of uh, brown actors in this show, so I don't need Kamel. We're gonna have a lot of good supporting characters. Um, right. We'll see. I can't early. It's, some early reviews have come out comparing it to like Spider-Man Homecoming, which is exactly what I kind of think it should be. You know, anyways, moving on to other problematic things. Warner Brothers has to deal with a new report coming out saying the Flash movie that's not due out till next year uh, has screened and it's uh, it's doing well, extraordinarily well received by test screening audiences. Of course, the studio has to say this. They say it every time for every movie. Uh, but a lot of people are excited. And uh, they also reports that Ezra Miller uh, isn't going to be replaced. Basically because it would be near impossible to reshoot the whole movie with somebody else. So they're just going to let it ride. And hopefully you know what the best thing is for Ezra Miller. What? Stay in their hotel room. No, no, no. You know what was best? What's the best thing that's happened to Ezra Miller? Oh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Exactly. Yes. It's taken all the attention away, and everyone's going, get that girl out of here. She's not Mira. Get her out yeah, of so here. No, yeah. no one wants to see her anymore. Yeah, Johnny Depp did kind of win his defamation he suit. He helped Ezra Miller, too. He get the yeah, attention helped take off the heat off Ezra Miller. You know what I think bit. they should do? It'd be the easiest thing to do. Well, yeah, kind of. Take the tall, lanky kid from Stranger Things, yes. and tell him to pack on like fifteen pounds, and he could, no one would even notice it's a different. Well, oh, he kind of does look like Ezra Miller, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, is he the, the kid that was guy. in Ghostbusters too? Yes, yeah, that's the guy, Finn yeah, Wolfhard. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. You could take Finn Wolfhard and pass him off as the Ezra Miller, <laughs> lanky Flash. <laughs> that might work. Uh, you know, there. I think Warner Brothers is also they want to keep Ezra Miller because of the it's like it's kind of progressive for them to have a non-binary queer lead in a superhero movie at the moment, right? So I think they want to hold on to that. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> that's the yeah. angle you're going I, with. Look, I forgot the. In, in that description, you forgot that slaps people around and, sh and throws shit yes, at people. That, get, that yeah. gets in trouble with the law. They <laughs> hits people. women. Yes, that, that uh, it gets restraining orders thrown on him. I like how you try to just they, no, yeah. but look at I, the bright side. Honestly, I'm trying to put my 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 shoes in the Warner Brothers side of things. <laughs> like maybe I don't think it's that. that. I think I think it's the fact that they shot an entire movie with this asshole. Yeah, and they can't, and, do and they can't get rid of it. They well, can't whatever. If it. he's allowed to play Flash, then let the girl play Mero. See, yes, that's Amber. the thing. Is there going to be a double standard? Like, if yeah. you, you got to do the same thing to both people. If you're going to let one stay, you got to let the other stay. As long as you're not in jail, you're good. You can, you can play whatever from As long as you haven't <laughs> murdered somebody in, in public, eh, I suppose. Yeah. Even then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even then, OJ OJ's gotten a lot of roles. Uh, afterwards, has he? No, no, I don't know. <laughs> he's been in, he's not in jail. No, he's out of jail. Uh, there's another concerning thing about this Flash movie. Uh, there's a report from Deadline. Well, actually, that's a good thing, didn't you say? That they got good reviews. That's not concerning. No, but no, this report is concerning. Deadline put out this report it says, "quote." A high-profile comic book movie set to debut next year recently had its final script submitted to the WGA for screenwriting credit, and insiders tell Deadline that a staggering 45 writers 
had some sort of involvement with the script at various stages through the development process. Now, the speculation is that they're talking about the Flash movie, uh, and it's never good when you have uh, over 20 writers. I guess over five writers is not good. Forty they had like three directors, too. Oh, they went through several directors. Yeah. uh, And this movie has been trying to come out for years, but the script. uh, What if they're crediting the comic book writers that like came up with the story initially? I think it's more the people have come and gone working on this thing uh, because it's had so many delays. And a uh, lot of writers. Yeah. Remember Ezra Miller went to Grant Morrison at one point and was like, will you work? We polish this up, polish up this script. He like threatened to choke him and then said, will you write this movie? I'm going to throw this thing at you if you don't rewrite this movie. Yeah. Grant Morrison. Or chair at you. And now the Grant Morrison took out a restraining order on Ezra Miller. Uh, so, man, we'll see. I'm still, this is like one of their bigger movies next year, right? So they got a lot right. Uh, their movie still could be, be their, their movie that gets people standing up and cheering because they, they got Michael Keaton in this. They got Ben Affleck. Michael Shannon's in this. Yeah, this is a big one. Back a bunch of different characters. This is a big one for them. So we will see. I'm, I'm now. I don't know if I'm excited to see a train wreck or excited to see Michael Keaton return as Batman. Uh, but there's potential for it to be a good. It one. is right. That's the thing. And if they do Flashpoint in some fashion and reset things, uh, this could be good. But 45 writers. What kind of state is this script in? Okay, so back to speaking of the CW and Greg Berlanti, I just said a lot of CW superhero shows were canceled. Superman and Lois being the last one on, and it started up again, and it's still really good. But they just released a trailer for another Batman-less Batman show, and I put this in here because what the fuck is this? It's called Gotham Knights. Did you guys get a chance to watch this teaser no. trailer? I I did. Uh, Rugs, you need to w- want to pause and let him watch yes, it real quick. Watch yeah. this thing because I need to know. I need to process this with you guys. Talking All right. Okay. Rugs has watched him. Anthony, wait. Let's start with you. What this show, Gotham Knights? According to the trailer, what do you deduce that it's about? Well, I looked up what it was about. Okay, what is the show? Because I, I watched when I first watched it, it took about forty seconds in, and I was going, "What the <laughs> fuck?" Yes, I, I was going. Wait a minute, what's happening? I, I got I got so confused yeah. that I thought Harvey Dent was Bruce Wayne's son. Uh, no, I didn't realize yeah. that Harvey Dent was the old man, and that they made up this. Or I don't know if this is a made up character or not, but this Turner Some guy, kid or named Turner Hayes, who is Bruce Wayne's adopted son, that they just made up. Right. So, yeah, I mean, besides that confusingness and the fact that um, it's another CW, I mean, it's just, I, I haven't watched Lois and Clark or whatever. What's it called? Yeah, it's called Lois and, uh, Lois and Clark. Superman, so and, that's Superman and Lois is what it's called. Apparently that's good. Yeah. So, And there was a time when some of these CW shows were good, but... My God, who is greenlighting CW right? shows at this point? What is, what, <laughs> what is happening? I don't, this, it just seems like a show from a, a, t- an era that was... A decade oh, ago. This is like the Birds of Prey show from like the early 2000s. So in this Batman. No, that was better than this. This probably better. In this another Batman show, Bruce Wayne has been murdered and this adopted son from somewhere uh, forms a team with the children of Batman's like Joker's daughter. You have a Carrie Kelly 
uh, Robin that pops in. You have Harper Rowe, Stephanie Brown characters, and a new Harvey Dent. But even Who's Harper Rowe, Who's ha- that? Harper Rowe was like some kid. It was she, I thought she was like a journalist uh, in the bat. That is a character in the Batman comics. This looks like some bullshit. Th- yeah, this is. Uh, oh, she She's was part of the Batman family. She was yeah. known as Bluebird. She's gifted at electrical engineering, Harper Rowe. Uh, but even for CW, this is the most CW shit I've ever seen. This looks like fucking garbage. Oh my god! Like it looks like garbage. Why? Why? The show looks like it's embarrassed to even mention Batman. Then there's like really bad looking Batman cowls in it, and just why? Why are you doing this? I just don't know. First of all, I don't even know why. Like. Who's watching the CW at this point? <laughs> but like, did oh, they tried? Okay, they tried Gotham. Yes, they tried Birds of Prey. They tried the Alfred sh- Alfred show. Pennyworth has uh, had a couple seasons, yeah. And they all are are not really noteworthy, other than Gotham was just ridiculous. It was unwatchable. Again, what about Batwoman? Where they, the, the oh, actors had to leave after yes, the first season. That lasted three and seasons. And then you got Tittens. Yes, which is another Batman. Well, there's sort of Batman All of in them there, but... are just completely unwatchable failures. Or, I mean, I, mean, I think, I think Pe- Pennyworth was at least okay to watch. Yeah, Pennyworth had some good action, but like it doesn't matter that he's Alfred Pennyworth, right? It's just so, another spy show. Yeah, like what are they doing? Meanwhile, like, you, you had yeah. Arrow, which was an awesome Batman show. Like, why can't we just just make a fucking live action Batman TV show already? Where you, you could doing? do a Nightwing show if you don't want to do a Batman show. You could do a Nightwing show. That's called Titties, di- and it's not good. He, but he's but he's in this. He's in his own city. He doesn't have to do any, anything to do with Batman at that point. And then you can do that. You don't, or you can do. Yeah, I don't know something else. But like, this is just stupid. Yeah, this is ridiculous and just generic looking, and I don't get it. I don't know why. Uh, for our like the maybe the one teenage listener that we have, yes, is this appealing? Yeah, it, it are, is this kind of vibe? Be, is up? Is this a is this appealing? Because I feel like it's insulting. CW yeah. shows, yeah, it seems insulting yeah. almost. It also seems like it would appeal to me if I was twelve, yes. and thought this was how teenagers and young adults act. Absolutely, it doesn't work for the it's teenagers. Very patronizing. It's pandering and patron. Absolutely, and I'm like, what? This show is going to get canceled even before it fucking airs. Uh, I, you know, even the Batwoman show got three seasons before they they canceled it. I'm the well, that's because they were greenlighting everything. Yeah, you know, without question. Not anymore. Just so, that David Zaslav is going to step in and be like, no, nope. shit is dead in the water. Oh, my God. I, I hope that they do the fight scenes like they did in Arrow when Arrow got, got really, really bad, bad where yeah. it was just like fight choreography with a camera above them. And they were just doing like it was almost as if they were dancing the and they just playing the music. Shit. Yes. Uh, and the guns never hit anybody. And there's also it's confusing because there's a video game coming out called Gotham Knights with actual Red Hood and Damien and Nightwing and Batgirl. And I yeah. thought that's what they were going to do here. But no, no you can't. You know, they can't. They not want all the kids. It's just kid. Like, just why? Just stop. I know that this is was the pitch. Listen, we're going to use the name Batman and we're going to put zero money into this show. <laughs> it's just a talking head show. It's just a bunch of kids running around. No need for effects. No need for crazy action sequences and blah blah blah. No suits. It will be we really don't need cheap. costumes. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, they'll what they'll do is they'll build towards the costumes in the last episode. <laughs> yes, and they put it on, and then the- it seems like it's like DC's version of the Runaways, but then they threw in Gotham Knights. Oh, in there. yeah, that's not a bad analogy because they're all with a murder mystery. Yeah, and they were all, all kids, the of, kids villains. of the villains, and that's kind of what's happening here. They're like, let's just make it Batman. But why make up a character well, yeah. like Turner, whoever the Who hell is his name adopted? is? adopted? Like, I thought that would have been like Damian Wayne, right? That would have made sense. It's not Damian Who is this kid? Yeah, and it's like his kid. It just doesn't make sense. It's his kid that is throwing parties at his house. Yeah. Like, I just don't see Bruce, the Bruce Wayne that most people associate with Batman. He just, I don't see him having a kid that's just going to be this delinquent kid no. that's throwing parties at his house no. while he's gone. No. You know and be, the kid has no idea that he's Batman. You know what would be really cool is if they were writing this as it was a Damian Wayne show. Like Damian Wayne is over there with Ra's al Ghul and his mom. Ooh. And he finds out the Batman's been killed. But since he is legally his next of kin, he gets the the Wayne fortune. And so he like goes and he goes into uh, Gotham and claims his uh, birthright. And then he starts to turn against his family because he starts to see all the shit that Bruce Wayne did. And he starts to have like this hero worship of his father. Ooh, he had watched that. That's a good yeah. show. That's a much better show yeah. already. Yeah, these people suck. It just, but it shouldn't be on CW regardless. No, it, just, it also, it looks like that Riverdale show. It's like they took the Riverdale leftovers and made a Gotham Batman show without. Yeah, I mean, you can name like soup was supernatural, yeah, supernatural, like all the CW all those shows. shows where, it's all kind of the same. Thing. Yeah, they, they they hire like kids that young adults that they believe are good looking, and they throw them in these roles, and they have them all have this melodrama with each other, where they they're having existential crisis, but they all want to fuck each other. We need, they, they can't fuck. Because you need it's to CW. have shipping. <laughs> you need to have all representation. A uh, teenage angst. Uh, trendy problems that are happening. This is just horrible. CW. The Flash is. It's still, just very still by on. the books, yeah. like you know, predictable stuff. I'm surprised this made it past any kind of fucking light lighting, any color lighting. Should have fucking Ew. kill this show. Yeah, we're not the demo for this. No, I mean, obviously, no, I will not be watching, not. but I had to share to show, like, what the fuck? Look at what they're doing now. They haven't learned to just let it rest. Uh, David Zaslov, you have a lot of work to do. Uh, listener, check out our T Public shop because there's a, a lot of work you can do there by buying our merch. Uh, jockinner.com slash shop. There are sales all the time. It is tank top weather. We got lovely tank tops with our logo with Rugboy's face. Lots of other fun things. Cell phone is there cases. A Rugboy bikini yet? Or oh, no, we, uh, yet. you know what? I got to work on the specs for a that. Rugkini. A rugkini. A rugkini. Yeah. There should be, and then there should be like a banana hammock Rugboy. Yeah, for, but rugs the boys. on your rug. Yeah. A rug boy uh, speedo maybe and bikini yeah. set. Oh, I like that for beach type. Go out, go out in the rugs. An umbrella, rugini. Yes, you open an umbrella with my face on it. That'd be great. Ah, uh, that's a great None idea. None of those projects exist. I'll, yes, I will get on top of that. Probably not. Uh, last thing in the news. This shit is just funny. Okay. Uh, have you guys seen? It's about Morbius, the movie Morbius. Remember that movie? I saw Morbius? something about it's Morbin time. Have you seen this meme? It's Morbin time on the internet. You guys, Ruggs, you, have you haven't seen it, Anthony. No. I've seen like one, one or two references to it. Uh, basically, people have just been uh, kind of uh, trolling the movie and saying it's Morbin time and 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 making it a meme and combining people's faces and other and other sayings. Uh, it's They've memed the shit out of Morbius in the last few weeks. One of my other favorite tweets is people going, highest grossing Morbius film ever. 
It's fucking whole, <laughs> it's really funny, right? It's Mormon time. So the internet has been trolling this movie. And Sony, looking at this, what do they think? What do they do? What do they think is a good idea? They're like, oh, people really must want to see this movie again. Let's re-release it in more theaters. They re-released it on last Friday into a, a thousand more theaters. This thing is already on streaming already. Thinking people go out and see it. The movie makes $85,000 on Friday. Oh, that's shit. more than I thought it Name. was. Uh, but over, <laughs> I mean, and then it made 280000 over the weekend. This movie's box office, the movie's, the budget was $75 million. Domestically, it's only made $73 million. $163 million worldwide. But domestically, they haven't even made back their budget. And like, did they not understand? Like, even Jared Leto, they had Jared Leto reading a fake script that said, Morbius 2, it's Morbin time. To kind of go along with the joke, but did they, could they not tell that they were just fucking being, it was a shit post and they fell for it? Sony, the fuck are you doing? I think it's hilarious. It's funny the things that trend. I did, had no idea. They think that they could turn this shit around by like going along with it and being like, ha ha, we get the joke. We're in on the joke. No, you're not. But that never works. No, you're not. I mean, of course, it's Morbin time, you know, a uh, a take on it's Morphin time, which is ironic because Morbius screenwriters was Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless. These two guys also wrote the 2017 Power Rangers movie. And they are not only, surprising. Wow. And they're also wow. writing the Madam Web movie, which could oh, be John. Jesus yeah, Christ. this is going to be this is a fucking mess. It's going to be a disaster. Wow. But I just, I can't believe they thought that this would people who are actually going to come watch this movie again. I could see this being like a cult movie in the vein of like the Rocky Horror Picture Show where you go and you throw shit at the screen and you have responses well, to the lines. The only logic I can think of is they went, well, in No Way Home, they included Norman Osborne saying, I'm something of a scientist yes. myself, which was a meme. Yeah, and the that's, pointing that's, meme. That's the yes. It's the only re- and they included the point yeah. to me, which the only reason those were in there was because of the internet. And maybe they went, we can capitalize on the internet taking over with something and re-release the movie and make a little bit more change. How much you want to guarantee when the, if they make a sequel to this, he says it's Morbin time, and they're going to think it's funny and it's going to be fucking ridiculous. Yeah, they're they're one hundred percent. I'm sure the guy who make- suggested the re-release is fired. Now. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> Sony is just a bunch of assholes over there. Uh, it's just, yeah, that it, it, the, he's got to say it now. It worked in No Way Home. That's how you properly uh, use the meme in the movie, uh, and you don't put it out there. To, so this movie now flops at the box office two times, which everybody oh, says. He has the, uh, that's got to be a record. I don't think I. Two-time flopper. It's a two-time flopper. They just, just let it rest, Sony. I don't know what you're tearing off with that. Just kill the living vampire, please. Yes, he's not alive anymore. <laughs> it was not Morbin time. You're gonna more, I'm going to morb all over myself later thinking about this. I don't know what that means. Uh, anyways. I don't yeah, either, and I don't want to know. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Nobody ask. Let's take a break here, guys. We'll play some promos, and we come back and talk about some more fucked up shit in the Boys Season 3 premiere review right after this. After these messages. Have you ever been reading through a stack of comics and thought, maybe I should see what the Sarkham Asylum game is all about? 
Or been playing Marvel vs. Capcom and felt like you were at a real disadvantage since you didn't know who half the characters were. Well, Play Comics is the show for you. I'm Chris, and each episode we take a look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material. So whether you know the comics and want to know how all these games work, or you know the games and want to find out where all this craziness came from, go check out Play Comics at playcomics.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Do you like superheroes? Do you like movies, television shows, and comic books? Do you like listening to a guy rant about these things for hours on end? Well, then you're in luck, because you need to check out Pod Capers, the official podcast of A Place to Hang Your Cape. Featuring me, Scott James Meridue, we'll be talking about a variety of geek and nerdy issues, joined each week by a rotating panel of guests that will try to contain me. Jokes on them, I cannot be contained. So please join us on Pod Capers, the official podcast of A Place to Hang Your Cape, where superheroes go to relax, but I never do. Cue the music! Listener, if you enjoy the show... Join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! And you can support the show on a monthly basis, annual basis. Thank you to uh, listener Patreon supporter John Hamper. He increased his support this oh, shit. week. Oh, shit. Johnny Hamps, you the man. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, you get access to an uh, exclusive podcast feed where the shows come out early. There's bonus content instant reactions to movies and things and post shows you also get discord benefits where you do a monthly discord hangout just for our patreon subscribers june's this uh discord hangout will be thursday june 23rd tentatively it might change check the patreon page for the latest date and uh you can pick any movie there's a you pick it tier you can pick any movie force us to watch and review a lot of fun stuff over there. Become a member of the Jock and Nerd fan club today. Sign up. Jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. All right. Let's get to this week's review. We have The Boys Season 3 premiere on Amazon. First three episodes have dropped. Here is your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This show, created by Eric Kripke, based on the comic book series by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. Uh, Now, three episodes, a lot of things happen. There's a lot of plot. Anthony, how do you want to do this? Do you want to catch us up where we were and then... Then we just dive into it, or should we? We can talk about the plot as we talk about the various characters. There's a lot of characters on this show. Oh, man. Uh, I'll just do a brief plot. I won't even do a recap. I'll just say where we're at. Okay. So at this point, the boys are have been working for a year underneath this with the CIA, I guess. Not the CIA, the government, let's the say. The government, yes. The government. They're working with the government to take down Vought and Soups legally. And Huey is work has the in with the with the government. And he's working with the someone in the government that's powerful but is also secretly a superhero working for Vought. Alongside that, you have Starlight trying to help them within within inside the boys, and you have an increasingly unstable Homelander right. as he's from the last season. He's lost the love of his life. He's lost his son, and 
he's still being controlled and he's very, very unstable now. You also have the deep who wants to get back into the boys or not to the boys with the, with the, the seven. seven. Yeah. You have a train who's lost his powers and trying to figure out who he is while he's still being in the seven. And you have, uh, as I mentioned, the boys mother's milk is not there right now. He's with family. Yeah. He's trying to live a normal life. And the butcher is balancing, watching the kid that his wife is now dead wife um, has left for him with the kid killed. <laughs> Accidentally, the kid killed. Yeah, yeah. the kid killed, and he's also trying to take down Vought on the straight and narrow. But uh, the butcher is not the kind of guy that likes to work with other people, so he's trying to find other methods uh, to take down uh, Vought. Especially, most especially, he wants to kill Homelander. So that's kind of where we're at. That is where we're at. You got Butcher taking orders from Huey, you know, which is crazy. Uh, okay, so. Did you mention V24? Oh, and there's a new compound V, Temp V, V24. gives you powers for 24 hours that Stan Edgar of Vought is trying to sell to the military. Anthony, lots of fucking crazy moments in this first three episodes. We've loved this show so far. Overall thoughts, is the boys back? Well, it's definitely back on Amazon. It's back on TV, but is, is the, you know, the quality still there? Is the, the feeling does it still have that feeling? Yeah, I would say The Boys is the type of show that not everyone's going to like. It's a dark comedy satire on how the world is and what superheroes are like. So if, you enjoy, if you've enjoyed the first two seasons, I think you'll continue to enjoy season three so far. It's definitely upping the ante in a lot of stuff with a lot of weird, gross shit. Uh, so yeah, I think it's, I, I mean, I, I personally enjoy it. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't say I could recommend this to everybody that, you know, that is a good point because there are moments in these three episodes that made me uncomfortable to where I physically had to like, I couldn't watch. I was like, Oh my God. And, but I continued to watch. I, I thought I love this show. And to me, it had the same feeling of the first two seasons. It was hitting for me and it was great. And the, how, topical its references and its satire is 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 both like eye-opening and just like crazy uh rugs what do you think of these three episodes and the show so far well the first episode goes for broke it's just like okay we're gonna throw some crazy shit at you like the craziest shit that we got so basically you could all know what the fuck you're getting into if you're watching season three and it just it doesn't shy away you open with uh the boys uh, they're supposed to be uh, uh, doing surveillance on this uh, superhero who's like the Ant-Man. You can increase yeah. his size. Yes, his name Termite. is Termite. Yes. And they go to this coke-fueled uh, party where this little Ant-Man dude is banging a sex doll that's the size of a Barbie. Yeah, he's a Barbie. And everybody's cheering him on. <laughs> and then that wasn't enough. They're like, we got to go even more crazy. So now we're going to have like a like this gay love scene and um he says I want you in me and I'm like okay well he's going to not going he's going to put his dick in him but no it has to go another, even further <laughs> and I'm like oh he's going to put him he's going to shrink and fuck him in the himself like in go into his ass that's what I thought was going to happen and then I was like no they're not doing that he's going to go he's going to shrink and go into the tip of the guy's oh, dick just talking about it makes me a little uncomfortable <laughs> 
And then, of course, uh, <laughs> he coughs. Because he's been and, coked up. He's got coca balls. He sneezes. And uh, he, the sneeze, he grows to full size and basically rips the dude in half. Inside. Through his dick. Through his dick. B- uh, rips him in half and explodes. And you are like, yeah, what? That's the like the first book? 10 minutes Holy of the show. Holy shit, what an opening. So if you're if you're on board to see shit like that, that now this is your show. Arguably, that's going to turn a lot of people <laughs> off, right? It's kind of like the pig fucking episode of Black Mirror. Uh, I... I thought it was great, but I was just like, I glad I'm watching this by myself without anyone. I, know. I mean, I love how it's like a spoof on that theory about like how Ant Man would kill Thanos by like going up his butt and expanding yeah, and killing. It is like, but man, they apparently they built. I don't know if it was a set, it was a giant penis set or tunnel or what, but yeah, it you know, I, it was just I was like, no, I just I don't love how uh, that's being pitched to like the the VFX team. We feel like, listen, uh, we got it. We need a dick. Uh, okay. But we need like a giant dick. We need a dick that's so big you can walk through it. All right. Let's make a giant dick. Uh, Anthony, uh, well, how, what thoughts on that team? How did, what, what did it make you? Did you make it? Did it make you wince at all? I mean, I, I've come to recognize that the boys will do things like this, yeah. but I, 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 I definitely watched it and was like, this is, they're just pushing the envelope yes. so hard yes. on this. I was like, oh my goodness, this is, when he's in there, I mean, yeah, you, as Ruggs described it, you think it's going to play out one way, and then you realize, oh, he he wants him inside his penis hole. <laughs> and then he's stroking him inside the penis, and he's like, go to the prostate. Oh, he does say go to the prostate. Go to the prostate, and he's just like, I'm going to make you, like, whatever, and it's can like, oh my God. Can you get to the prostate through the shaft? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Far enough? I don't know. I'm sure you could if you're that size. Yeah. But it's just one of those things where you go, Oh, yep. You, like you asked the question, are the boys back? You're like, oh yeah, the, the boys, boys are, are, are back. back. That's, are back what, that's what I was talking about. Oh, this fucking it's it's shocking. I'm in the vast D friends. <laughs> I don't even know if that's even in the dick. I, I just... no, and then I love he throws him in a bag of cocaine, and it's just like he just shakes him up. Yeah, he's just ODing because it's giant cocaine particles. Uh, oh my god, that was just like I was like, what? What did I just watch here? What is happening? <laughs> the boys is good for doing that for at least one one to three times a season. Yes. So. Yeah, but every episode has like a crazy fucking death scene, mostly involving people exploding, which is what I've noticed. Uh, I love the opening bit where they show that movie that's kind of like the spoof of like Justice League and, and the, the whole hashtag release the Snyder cut. They do it. And fucking Charlize Theron is everywhere. She's out of nowhere. She's playing now Stormfront's part because Stormfront was a Nazi and Stormfront is not dead also at this point in the first season. And that's a disturbing scene. Right. When Homelander <laughs> goes to visit her and she jerks him off with yeah, the one no- arm she has left. A dry hand. Yes. Like that. Even- From the hospital bed. <laughs> she, no lube. She's all burnt Nothing. up. And, has, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Let me tell you something. This show, though. Great world building on this show and great writing so far. And Anthony Starr playing Homelander, you could see everything in his eyes. Just this disdain, this fucking psychopath right behind the eyes. It's amazing. He's so good. And the character is so interesting. And they've just done wonders with Homelander. Well, that scene is also important because, yes, she is jacking him off with one hand while she's in a she's basically paralyzed or in a coma. He basically puts her to her mis- in out of her misery un- un- unwittingly. 
by saying that he doesn't care about her mission for the Aryan race. Oh, he just that's goes, right. I'm, I'm the like, I'm the fucking, hero. I'm the one. Yeah, yeah, I'm the, I'm the hero. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the superior being. Not, I don't give a shit about the Aryan race, and that's what puts her to later on in one of the episodes uh, kill herself. She's like, this guy doesn't, he's not on board with what I wanted. Yeah, and I love the uh, the rehearsed answers he has to field in all the press uh, where they're just like, how did, could you not know she was a Nazi? And you see him saying the same shit over and over again. It reminded me of that Elizabeth Holmes uh, lady and that show, The Dropout, about uh, the blood tests, how she would act like that, too. She would just say the same shit over and over again. Uh, just so- sociopathic, right? Uh, also pushing his buttons is Stan Edgar. He's controlling him he makes starlight co-captain of the seven much to uh homelander's dismay because now he has to share the spotlight and homelander has some fun with this too um everyone is is in interesting places and everyone has interesting things going on i found in this the world building is great did you notice all like the tv networks they have uh there's like vtv Vatsol, vadamundo it's yeah. VBS, VNN. <laughs> the NRA is the VRA. Uh, they have a streaming service. They really, yeah, got a stranglehold on everything. They, that the amusement park scene in the second episode, Vaultland, which is this fucking pandering amusement park. I loved all the details at this place where there's right. there's rainbow flags everywhere. Did you get? A, did you guys catch any of the names of the concession stands at Vaultland? They were hilarious. One was like. Uh, I don't remember. One was uh, something with tacos. There was one. First of all, they have Queen Maeve's Inclusive Kingdom is what it's called. Yeah. There was one called Woke Walk. Which yeah, is Woke right. Walk. And then my favorite, there was a stand that said LGB turkey legs. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. It's fucking dead on perfect, though. Uh, what- I mean, yeah, we're going to see we're going to see all kinds of corporate, uh, you know, pandering and stuff they're doing it they're, they're trying to make the bucks they're you know they see a market there they gotta go after it's it so well done yeah with the movies and the fucking american hero reality show them trying to find the next members of the seven that's also great and they filmed it perfectly like like a reality show well then i mean they also have the one of the leads in that reality show is a kid yes that they've been pushing for a while that you know they're doing the whole kid teenage actor coming up and then now as an adult and now they're pushing them to come back into the mainstream you know similar to how a lot of yeah child actors yeah. you know look at like a, a drake or a britney spears or a justin timberlake they were all young actors or, or singers and then they got pushed back up once they became adults supersonic was in a boy band Right. And now he's supersonic. And then he has a line. He's singing the song called License to Drive. And there's a line where he sings, uh, now you're now you're 16 making me crazy or something. Right. Something along the lines of being 16 is good. Uh, yes. Now you're ready. And I was like, what the fuck is this song? Is this amazing? Oh, <laughs> the pet, the satire, the spoof of the parody is so good on this show. I figured this is, I mean, I like the show, but this is... Because you're you're such a big idiocracy guy. Yeah, it's a lot. I feel like this is all that. way up your alley. Yeah. All the little details they have about making fun of shit that's going on. Uh, no, and they do it. They do it a lot. They do it well. It's very like it's a big satire. It's you know it's completely uh, poking fun at a, a lot of stuff that's going on. 
it's very subtle and some and sometimes it's hitting you over the head. Sometimes so it's, it's like a little heavy handed. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes you yeah. sometimes you miss it and sometimes it's just you can't miss it. So it's uneven, but yeah. I think what the thing is though, and we can you can harp on all those big and little the gross out moments, the little details, but I think what makes the show at least good for me so far is that they have an interesting plot. And you're what you're interested in is okay, how the fuck are they gonna deal with Homeland or how the fuck are they gonna deal with the fact that Huey's been working for this lady that was also on the end with Vought and she can explode your head at any fucking moment. And Starlight's stuck in a situation where she has to put on a smiling face yeah. with this psychopath. Yeah. And then you throw in the uh, soldier boy stuff that they're discovering and the subplot with uh, Mother's Milk and how his so- soldier boy killed his family. Yeah. And the fact that now Butcher, who's hated superheroes for all his life... Is now has a superhero son that he's looking over, and has access to Compound V, and can make himself a superhero. And he takes a dose, and he's got he's a little hungover. He's having trouble with it after the fact. But that scene with gunpowder was also crazy. Um, and he just freaks out and laser eyes him. I find it's interesting that like Butcher, who hates Homelander, ends up kind of with Homelander's powers. Like that's a great fucking mm. bit of writing there. The other thing I really appreciate about the writing is we knew Victoria Newman, that the congresswoman, she was the head popper, right? So right. in a lot of shows, they would drag this out for the character, like Huey. Like you, the audience knows this. You're just waiting until Huey finds out. And sometimes it takes forever. People don't talk. Not here. By the end of the first episode, he sees her. He follows her with that dude, Tony. He sees her explode him and realizes that she's a soup and now that's busted and he feels like an asshole for following uh following her but then instead of hiding that from butcher he tells butcher right away and they're all back and the boys are all back and i i thought that was great they the, i thought the writing yeah, has been good that's like good writing is when things happen as they should right this is exactly what would happen like that's exactly what should happen. Like, yeah, if he finds out, he's going to tell Butcher, even though he probably doesn't want to. And Butcher's going to use the V, even though yeah. he, even though yeah. he says he doesn't want to use it. Like, those are things that would happen because it makes the only sense to do that, right? So, Yeah, I, I agree. When, when that was all happening, I was going, I was rolling my eyes before it right. all kind of played right. out because I was going, oh, no. They're going to do the thing where they could have just had a conversation right. and figured this but, out. But then they do. But, but, the, but, but the thing is, though, is this plot just, the, at least for this three episodes, they just decided we're going to move forward. We're yeah. just going to keep moving forward. Yeah. So, you know, you get the reveal at the end of the second episode that soldier boy that was killed in Nicaragua and his the he was reporting to Mallory. Yeah. And that would have been a thing maybe in other shows where they draw that out. But the next episode, they're at Mallory's house yeah. and they're, they're confronting her about and, it. So. And then you get the whole backstory of that pay, the team payback and uh, Crimson Countess and that whole debacle in Nicaragua. So the Russians have the soldier boy and they got to go find where he is, uh, uh, which ties into the Frenchie and Nina side plot. Because at first I was like, the fuck is this side plot with Frenchie? Where is this going? But yeah, I didn't even know who that girl was, no, no, Sherry. Yeah, I didn't know either. But apparently uh, Nina is the character from the comics. Uh, so, But they quickly wrap all that in. The other great moment at the end of the second episode, you know, it's it's Homelander's birthday. And they're doing this birthday special. And they're rehearsing. And he wants her to sing happy birthday. And there's that part where Stan Edgar just, like, fucking puts him in his place. Uh, and 
Homelander snaps on live TV and just tells everyone, I am better than you. You should be thanking me uh, for being here. I'm done being persecuted for my strength. And his base eats it up and his popularity goes up. Uh, and I thought that was fucking perfect. Uh, among She goes, among white males in the Rust Belt, your points have gone up. And he's naked and he's getting hard in front of her as she's telling, these, telling him this news. But that was a fucking fantastic flip where he could finally... And that video that they're holding over his head, he's just like, you know what? Fucking release it. I don't care anymore. They have lost all their leverage to control Homeland. Well, the only thing I didn't get, one of the things I didn't get, though, is why does he visit Butcher's house? That was... Why do they have... What is that conversation? That was an interesting conversation uh, where he's trying to, like, bond with Butcher and show him that they're both kind of alike. And I'm wondering they're if... They're both being manipulated. And- yeah, and they're done of taking orders. And I'm wondering... If this is alluding to maybe Homelander and Butcher have to team up to take down Vaughn at some point. Uh, but, yeah, him showing up at Butcher's house was fucking crazy. I was like, oh. Well, I think the offer was, like, let's take down Vaughn right. and then we can have our fight. Oh, and then we, okay. And it'll just be us standing at the end of the thing. And we can kill each other, like, you know. We can all both get naked and fight in front of a volcano. <laughs> oh, that's the Northman. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, the one thing, one of the things, though, is well, as I was watching this and they were doing a good job as I was going... It's been now three seasons of Butcher and Homelander coming to, to coming to blows, and he, I, although it is completely unfair, there's not they've at least written it to a point where Butcher can has access to to Compound V. They potentially could get a weapon, yeah. that could kill. Yeah. Like I think if by the end of this season there isn't a kind of a resolution to that conflict because it's been building since the first episode of season one, I think that'd be a miss. Yeah, something has to come of, but he's so because we've been waiting. We've been waiting for them to fight. Now, how do you think this plays out? Okay, so there's a weapon in supposedly a weapon in Russia. There's a there's a little bit of a a gray area with Soldier Boy. Yeah, he's is, an asshole. Is, is he still alive? Is he? I think he's frozen. Know. I think they got his body because I think we've seen shots of Jensen Eccles with a big beard. Like I think they're gonna unfreeze him like a Captain America. Right, and maybe he's the weapon, but I think he's the bigger asshole. Yeah, who's, yeah, <laughs> he's even bigger asshole than than Homelander. Is there even a weapon? If anything, I've learned about this show is because last season, season two, they had I forget the exact details, but they had figured out a resolution to to taking down one of the heroes, and then it just completely went it awry. Fell, yeah, fell apart. Yeah. So I feel like this weapon yeah, that they're yeah. going to find, like they're going to get to this weapon, and it's not going to be what they think it is. And it's there's like there's way more rungs on the ladder that we have to climb in this plot before we've really figured out there's, anything. There's one thing, there's two things that stick out to me about this. Gus Fring, what's his name in the show? Oh, Stan Edgar, yeah, the head of Vought. Yo, he's got a lot of balls talking to Homeland oh, yeah. like that. So he's got to have something... Like, uh, you know, in his back pocket, he's got to have something that he could throw his dick around like that and, and not expect to be killed. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so he's got to have something. I mean, does anybody even that'd be the obvious place to look for something that could take down Homelander? That's a good point. And number two is I thought it was very odd that Queen Maeve like disappears after the first episode. Yeah, she hasn't had a lot to do yet. She slips well, butcher the compound B. Did we know that they, I think it's supposed to be kept, I don't think we knew that Queen Maeve was working with Butcher up until that episode. Okay. No. So what I'm thinking is that he's keeping that under wraps, that his in, 
they all think that Starlight's the only in they have to vote, but he's using her as another in. Well, because he didn't tell them who the source was. She was the source. He also obviously. What, what do you mean? What the source the, for what? The source for um. It, the, well, he was the source that led them to uh something. Was it termite? Oh, you're talking about uh, them. Them figuring out. They're them chasing Soldier Boy's um living teammates for oh, payback. Right, right. She, she but but they don't know that he even has the compound. No, that's v. the other thing. He's keeping from them that he took the compound V and that he killed gunpowder and that he's injured. But I love how Ryan, the kid, can smell it. He's like, your blood smells funny. What's wrong? Oh, and that fucking moment was harsh where he needs to push Ryan away and he's like, maybe I just don't want to look at you because of that what you did to my back. I thought that was bad writing. I, yeah, what was oh that? Oh my God. I was like, oh my God, Butcher, what are you doing? That was I didn't think that needed to happen either. I felt no. like he's he's up to this point we'd seen that he actually gives a shit about yeah. this kid and then it's written in a way where he like just explodes in the moment yeah. but I just don't I thought that was inconsistent. I was I too. thought that was the most poorly written part of well, the entire was, show. He was mad at Mallory because she didn't tell them about Soldier Boy and the weapon and he can't trust her and he just I don't know if he did it purposely to to push him away to keep him safe. Or that he just lost his cool. I would have been like, uh, it would have been more appropriate for him to kneel down to the kid and say, "Listen, I need you to trust me on this. Like, you got, you know, I need you here. You're, you know, blah blah blah." And then, and then to to leave that way, they didn't need. They're doing this to create some other kind of tension yeah. with the kid, and that might play out in the end game. But like, I, I don't, I really think that this is one of those things that happens because you need the your story to happen. So it's, it's yeah, it, it's very contrived. It's one of those things where, like, they need some sort of... They can't ever have all the characters all at once in a happy mm. place. So they have to, like, twist the knife on some of these characters so that they can play out things later. The only way this, to me, gets redeemed, and obviously there's other ways it could get redeemed, and I could be completely wrong, is maybe there's a scene at the end of, like, the season where they cut back and he, like, whispers in what that kid's ear. Yeah. What's that kid's Ryan. Name? Ryan, that, like, hey, I'm going to... I trust you. We need to make a show that we're not having a relationship anymore. And he like that, like he like that whole thing was staged. What is what I'm getting at is that he that would be great. Oh. They're not going to do that. Yeah, they're not oh. going to do that. But like he like almost treats the kid as if he's an adult and like goes with him on the side in the house and goes, "Hey, I've been taking compound V. I need to end the relationship with you publicly, oh. but I will always have your back. Mm. I'm going to yell at you and you need to fucking take control of your powers and like look mad mm. for this Maybe moment. it was planned, but mm. but I don't think that's what they're doing. I'm just saying that's the only way to redeem It did that. come out of nowhere. I mean, the kid was holding his arm and he's very strong and he was about to laser eye him. So, you don't want to make a kid like that mad, so. It was kind of <laughs> strange that he would just fucking lose his shit. Uh, the only thing that, about Butcher that annoys me is that sometimes I just don't feel like he acts like a real human being. His mannerisms yeah. and the way he... I know some of that's like like he's an Aussie in the way that he talks yeah. or New Zealander or uh-huh. wherever he's from. But sometimes I'm just like, is this how a real person would act in this situation? <laughs> I mean, he is a little bit much sometimes. He's just a little bit over the, over the he's, top. He's yeah. very over the yeah. top character. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That's fine. Yeah. I mean... He's the other side of the coin to uh, Homelander, so they're both kind of over the top, ridiculous characters. That's true. I mean, they're both. I mean, this is a ridiculous show, so I'm, maybe that's a moot point that I'm complaining about that. But they're both very impulsive guys that have an axe to grind. So I guess they're doing like that kind of thing, where they're kind of two sides of the coin. 
Episode three has some more great Homelander moments, like when A-Train is leaving the stage and Homelander just goes, I can see your girdle, you disgusting fat fuck. Just, he's just <laughs> plugging him. Like all three episodes, he's like, what is that, a milkshake? Oh, you get a little pudgy there. What's going on? Just- How about when he makes the deep <laughs> yes. oh, Taylor? Oh, no, Timothy. Timothy, His yeah. pet octopus. That was horrifying. First of all. Well, but prior yes. to that, you see him fucking the girl, and he's just actually thinking about the octopus. And he's like, he's oh, like, wrap all your arms around me. And she's like, what? She's like, what? <laughs> and then Homelander, it's like a dinner to welcome the deep back. First of all, he orders nothing but seafood on purpose, right? There's lobster. See, that I don't get. Like, why? If you live in the ocean, wouldn't you eat fish? They're all. No, I don't know. They're your buddies. I think those are his friends. And he oh, eats God. And Timothy's oh. alive. He's like, this is a South Vietnamese delicacy or something. It's the lot. And what the deep is like, uh, he's begging for his life. And then as he's eating him, he goes, he's praying. He's praying. And just fucking swallow. Oh my! I couldn't watch. I was like, "Holy shit!" Even his <laughs> wife is like, "Eat the fucking octopus." She sends him the text. The Homelander's like, "Eat fucking Timothy," just exerting power. That was. I was like, "What the fuck, Homelander?" Holy shit! That was great. And then the final at the uh, American Hero TV show where he surprises Starlight by announcing to the world that they are in love. And she's fucking shocked and horrified. They also bring the deep back. And then she's like, no, let's do it again. Let's take it again. And she fucking ends up kissing him. And you see, you know, ties back to the flashback of her doing a way too sexy Britney Spears dance at 12 years old when she was 12. <laughs> and I think her appendix was hurting. And her mom's like, just fucking suck it up. And uh, she does the same thing then. Just yeah. so she's getting in deep. I do like Supersonic's turn of character where she tried to warn him. They used to date, and I kind of love how Huey is jealous. She's like, you got to get out of here, but he's like, no, I'm going to help you. I'm gonna, someone's got to have your back. I'm in. So now she has a little bit of help in Supersonic, but that's going to cause problems with Huey. Of course, he's going to jump to conclusions. Maybe um, maybe the, the weapon that actually will take out Homelander is them convincing Nadia to pop his, to head. his head off. Oh, yeah. oh and whoa. Oh. Yeah, you could somehow yeah. somehow appealing to her in some way. Although she seems very loyal to Fought. Well, yeah, she's like his daughter. She's pretty much Stan's daughter. But maybe maybe there's a way that maybe because Homelander turns on Vought yeah, and yep. turns on on uh that guy. What's his name? Uh, Stan Edgar. The, the, Stan Edgar, yeah. she takes up his defense and pops his head. Yeah, I could see that happening too. That's a great uh, ending right fuck there. Fuck up right there. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's a that's big a great fuck up right big, there. Well, we learned a little bit about her powers. Like, she has to look at something to be able to pop it, as we discovered oh, in that fight. Yeah. Like, she saw his hand. And that, man, there's a lot of fucking exploding parts. <laughs> the, the one scene that actually I had to, like, close my eyes for, for whatever reason, yeah. even though the show is violent as shit, or at least look through my fingers, is when Huey goes... Break oh my yes, arm. that was that was one too. I was like, no, oh my! And like, thankfully they didn't show it. But I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me! What is happening here? <laughs> and then oh. and, and Mother's Milk is like right here, clean yeah, break. He's like, hold on, it'll easy, easy, like, easily let's, heal. Let's do this. He's like, I'm here for two seconds. It's a fucking shit show already. Uh, he's like, we're <laughs> forgot about a big reveal. Black Noir. Oh, we see Black Noir's face in the flashback, and he's like, so th- is that the same Black Noir? Yeah, that's Black. He was part oh. of the payback, and now you see why he wears that helmet because the Sandinistas fucking burned up his face. I think in the comic he's uh, the twin of um, Homelander. 
Yeah, they yeah, changed so I went down, that. I went down a. Uh, right. I went down the road of figuring out or looking up Black Noir for whatever reason too, and he is. I don't know if they're going to go this route, but he is actually just as powerful as Homelander and Edgar's Edgar's contingency plan of Homelander. Well, because wasn't he like a clone of Homelander or something? Oh, I didn't read the comic, oh. but that's what I yeah, read. Yeah, they're that. identical. Yeah. They look identical. Well, they. But it sounds like that. here he's wearing. First off, he's wearing the helmet because they didn't want people to know there was a black guy right in the payback. 70s yeah. yeah but now he's just really damaged and i love how you see a young stan edgar and everything is numbers with him he's like a mass ninja pulls way higher with teens just to explain things and he's all about the numbers but now his face is that was disturbing too because he's just sitting there with half his face fucking melted i was like holy shit and well if there's anything the boys has taught me through two and a half two seasons and now three episodes is they do a good job of of for the most part making it somewhat unpredictable yeah like yeah i don't re- i can see kind of the train tracks but they run through the, they have the train run through all the stops so quickly that by next show it could be in a completely different place but they don't leave you hanging either no, right it's it's they, uh, they answer a lot of questions yep, yep. so every time that they kind of start asking more they completely like answer a bunch of other ones it's well paced yeah. it's well written that jumper scene was also great where he finds out Stormfront killed killed herself while he's trying to stop a jumper, and he's like, "You know what, Ashley, or whatever her name was? I think you should jump." And and then he makes her jump, and he's like, "There's no god in the sky. There's just, just me." me. Yeah. It's like they fuck, and I love where he's like, "They fucking love me. They fucking love me." Like he has fucking lost it. It's great. Uh, but now I also love Huey coming around to saying, "I was wrong. Butcher was right. We need to do whatever it takes. We need to be as mean and fucked up." As they are, and I don't know if that's a commentary on a lot of things going on in the world as well. Uh, just that line there, I, you know. He the, there's the gun show scene that's kind of really weird to watch now with all the recent news mm. going on, right? Uh, with gunpowder, a lesser show might have edited that out, right? They didn't. The show fucking has got balls. Like they are hitting all this topical shit, and it does work. Uh, the Kumiko storyline when Frenchie—I I don't know what's going on there exactly. Yeah, that's weird. She wants to learn to play the piano. Well, if anything, well, here's another criticism I might have of the show. If anything, they almost have too many storylines running. A lot going, yeah, there's, there's a lot like of characters. The main story, but then there's like six subplots going on. Because like, yeah. let's lay it out. You have you have the main the boys trying to go to trying to get a weapon to take out Homelander. Yeah, you have the deep joining back in you have a train trying to figure out who he is you yeah. have kamiko and frenchie you have kamiko trying to like have her normal life yeah you have frenchie uh, in with the russians yeah getting you pulled have back mother's in. milk yeah you have mother's milk pulled in because he the soldier boy killed his family you have huey dealing with nadia yeah you have nadia and uh, edgar or whatever you have starlight in there, infiltrating the boys and trying, or the Vaught and trying to like stay out of trouble, and then you have Supersonic and her relationships. So right, you have, like somebody- I probably named like eight or nine <laughs> yes. things there. So if anything, the show for me, like I still love it. I still think it's great, but there are times where it's like it's so many subplots yeah. that like, although the show is fast moving in some sense, there's also parts where I'm like, okay, you're cutting back to a subplot that I like don't really care about right now. Yeah, like whenever they cut to the deep or. The deep is funny, but whenever they cut to A Train or, as you guys mentioned, Kamiko and trying to get like a normal life and playing yeah. the piano, yeah. it's just like, couldn't this be spent somewhere else? Yeah, they, 
they'd be better served by just having all of the characters together doing something right than cutting to these other individual stories um but i gotta say even with that big issue the fact that it's not decompressed and it's like it's always kind of moving along like yes there are many times i'm like i don't care about this but then it's over because we're get to something else really quick. It moves. It's, it's you're so, absolutely right. It really. moves quickly. They, they jump to something I don't care about particularly, but they move through that so fast. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like the show is moving a, mile, a million miles an hour, but I'm 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 in for it. Like I, well, I forgot to even mention the kid and Mallory. Oh yeah. yeah and then there's Mallory and the kid like, and like, they're on the move. And there's like the big team storylines with the Vaught and the boys. But then, literally, every character has, has their own something story. going on. <laughs> you don't need to do all that, guys. Stan, you can keep it simple. You got Stan Edgar trying to You're sell too hard. shit to the military, and yeah, there's a lot the, of it, things. The writers are working so hard on this show. <laughs> but you get great moments. Like the deep stuff was hilarious. The, his movie, his lifetime yeah. movie called "Not Without My Dolphin," that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a good show. I. I, I give it credit for them spinning 20 plates at one time. They do a good enough job where I'm like, this is just a minor criticism that they're doing this. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm watching the new Stranger Things. That, yeah. I was just going to bring that up because it does the same thing. But it doesn't do it as well. Not Nowhere as well. near. Everybody no, is. Sp- they, they spin their wheels a lot. Oh, there's a lot show. of wheels spinning. Every, there's four plots. They're not even subplots. There's four full plots going on at the same time. Everybody's split up into teams and it gets kind yeah, of a they, little much. It, I don't know if that like if that's always a good way to do things because you, with these teams. You, I like it, you know, but then you build to that moment where they all come together at the end of the season and it's more. I worthwhile. know, but it's so telegraphed. It is. I feel like that's been more of the trend now with these team shows yeah. where it's like we got to write every character's got to get almost equal attention. And I don't I don't think that's I think, as you said, Ruggs, I don't think that's necessary all the time. I don't, there's, yeah, it, I think that there's sometimes you have people take the lead yeah. and that's what makes that season different. I, and I think inevitably you can't make every character as interesting as the other ones. Like at right. some point there's there's some characters that are just background characters and as you and you're right maybe they take the lead in another season the yeah. thing is when you have somebody like homelander it's so hard because so far every time it goes right. to homelander you're that's the best shit you're, you're riveted by yeah, that that's what you want to see it, but you just i mean his stares the ringing in his ears his fucking psychotic look oh it's so good <laughs> you just want him to snap you can't wait to see what the fuck he does next you're right that i mean whenever it's him or any plot where it's like they got to kill him i'm yeah. like okay i'm in yeah like, that's, that's what i want to see that's what it's all the good shit like, I, like i'm down for soldier boy just because i'm like it still leads to homelander right yeah i think the great thing about it as well is that you do feel uncomfortable and afraid of homelander yeah Yeah. you're really like this motherfucker can really do some shit and he's fucking crazy and he might just end everybody for for the fuck the fucking fun of it, like for, just so he can. He tells Starlight it's in it, that that much, you know. And he's like, "Go ahead, release the tape." He's like, "What am I gonna do? I'll take out the nerve centers first, then maybe I'll just wipe out all of New York, and then maybe New Jersey. I don't know. Test me. Go ahead." <laughs> You're like, "Oh, fucking hell!" He's not. Kidding. Well, they've done a good do job it. where they put Starlight there, right? So yeah. Starlight's a character we all like. We all we all like her and with Huey, and we like she's like the normal one, yet she's got a fucking live with this guy and now he's you know the third episode ends and it ends on a, a cliffhanger where she, 
he wants to, he's forcing himself on her publicly. Yeah, pretty now. much. Hashtag home light. Yeah. Home <laughs> There's light, a yeah. hashtag for everything. And now she has to pretend to be in love with him in public. And uh, she's got to be around the guy that mouth raped her. I know. That's like when she wanted to bring the deep back. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? And uh, no, he's in. Uh, and uh, wow. And so <laughs> all, uh, there are so many times in the, this three episodes where I'm like, this is what the person should realistically say to this person. And then they fucking say it like I've never had a show where that happens all the time. And I really appreciate it. Like when Mother's Milk is talking to his ex-wife. He's like, look, the ticks are back. The shakes are back. I tried to be good. I don't know what to do. I'm like, you got to tell him to go back. She fucking tells him to go back. And then when Starlight calls Huey and she's like, I, I need to leave. And I'm like, you got to tell her to stay. And he tells her, he's like, I need you to stay. I was like, fuck, that's great. It's so great. The writing is really good. Really enjoyed this show coming back. I can't wait. Yeah. When they do something that's not on that level, it sticks out. So sometimes when they do have that, you know, uh, that convenient writing, it does stick out because the rest of it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like if you're watching a CW show, all you have is the bad writing. Yes. Or something. <laughs> all you have is bad. Yeah. Where they just they, they should all just have a conversation. But they, they have, never do. Yes. They never do. And they have all this tension oh with God. one another. They do that on Stranger Things so much. I'm just like, just tell the other person this happened. And it just they don't. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I also love how that that lady Ashley, the PR lady, her assistant is uh, also Ashley. She goes, "I'm other Ashley." I don't know why I thought that's that was hilarious. Uh, but it's great to see them all back together. You know, it's a it's a fun show or a good show when when I watch it and I go, "Okay, I do want to watch that next episode right yeah, now." Yeah, you know, like sometimes I sit through the shows you guys make me watch and I go, fuck, I don't want to watch any of this. That ends. Then one episode ends. And I'm like, I don't want to watch that next episode, but I have to No man. This show, several, <laughs> oh, shit. several, Oh shit moments. Every episode. And I mean, nothing. I mean, that's the, the, the guy grow going up the guy's urethra and exploding through Good his opening. dick. I don't know how you're going to top Might that be, one. Yeah. I don't know how you're ever going to top that in terms of being fucking weird. I mean, it's just as jarring as like the very first episode when Aethrain runs through his girlfriend and you're like, oh. Now, would they ever go uh, do a, like a vag joke like that? I mean, they had the girl uh, fucking the guy to death, but it's yeah, different. The girl, uh, didn't she have like a, like claws come out of her vag yeah, in the pop, first one? Pop claw was uh, Aethrain. She sat, she, she orgasmed the guy. She was sitting on the guy's face and, and orgasmed so hard head. that she crushed yeah. his head. And then uh, that, that other guy, there's a a train, a train's like PR dude. He makes a joke about him having no dick. Wasn't that? Cause in the, uh, she froze. Didn't he, couldn't he freeze or he was fucking this girl and the, the dick froze and it broke off or something. I forget why he doesn't have a dick. He doesn't have a dick. There I was something like that. that. He says that he's dickless, he's dickless. Uh, but yeah, all the- I love that he's trying to rebrand <laughs> and he and, does like, connect yes. with his African roots, and oh. he doesn't really understand anything <laughs> that he's talking so about. Oh, shitty! He's got a shitty movie about. Yeah, that presentation was really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> a movie about him going back to Africa, and then she's like, "Is that a video game about the slave trade?" Yes, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> and he's wearing that ridiculous outfit. Everybody like that it's shit so is wrong. corny as shit. Uh, his brother wants him to, what, work the streets or something? I didn't understand that part. He showed him that video of some. Well, no, he said he was basically, first he wants him just to be his brother again and right. like work at the school. Yeah. But then he was trying to say that, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm aware of what's going on. So that's why he showed he showed him 
okay, you really care about what's going on. This is what's going on. And then oh, okay. A-Train, because A-Train's a little bitch boy. Yeah, he's not going to do he's that. He's like, oh, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> he's like, everybody loves the A-Train. I'm not going to jeopardize that. Yeah. It's great. Uh, just, yeah. Homelander, just giving him fat jokes is fucking hilarious. Especially because that actor's really not fat. So no, right. Like- <laughs> he's not. He's just like, not even a little bit pudgy, but the Homelander. Well, he's got a little padding yeah. on his uh, yeah. suit. What what do, uh, what before we wrap this up, what do you want to see out of the, like, what, what conflicts do you want to see? Any specific fights? Or is there anything in particular you want to see that would really please you? Mm. Mm. I'll start. I mean, I want to see Homelander versus Butcher at some yeah, point with yeah. powers. Oh, I yeah. think we also might get a Soldier Boy versus Homelander, which oh, would be kind of fun yeah. because they're both kind of the same guy. Mm-hmm. Somebody, there's going to be some more major character death, I would like to think. Somebody's not making some, it. At some point, you would love to see if Starlight could get like a little comeuppance on Homelander or perhaps or kill the, the Deep. Or the Deep, yes. There's that. Uh, the Butcher and, and Homelander with Powers Showdown. Also, I kind of want to see them have to join forces like in some situation. That would yeah. be interesting. What, what happens with the kid, do you think? Oh, oh! does the kid come into play? Does Homelander find the kid? The kid mm. protects them? The kid the, kills Homelander? Ooh, what if the kid kills his own father? I don't think, I don't know how many more seasons they're going to make. You can't kill Homelander yet. I hope they do. But you kind of want them to. <laughs> I want I want him to, yeah. yeah I, you I, you kind of have to either injure him to a point where he becomes like uh inert for a while. Yeah. Uh or yeah, you got to kill him. Yeah, cuz he's such a he's such a strong force now on the show. That you can't at some point you got to shit or get off the pot with the guy. Yeah. What if they don't kill him and they make him good? Like they they like mind wipe him oh, or something. Oh, what if they could turn his whole personality? Mm. Like mm. what if what if the girl tries to explode his head, but she fails, but it does so much brain damage to him that he forgets who he is and everything. Or they, they Superman him where in the comics where he like loses his powers and oh. has to like recharge. And then they're like finding other super Homelander guys. Oh, maybe he learns what it's like to be without powers and to be just a normal person. And that changes him or something. Perhaps. Yeah. Right. Hmm. They did. Um, I remember the the cartoon rugs, diabolical. They there was a little tie in with that uh, adoption agency, Red River. Yeah, that was uh, that was from the diabolical. Yeah, that's the place where parents who gave their kids compound V and weren't happy with the powers they got, they just fucking dropped them off here. They're like, we don't want this. Or kid the babies anymore. were too much. I think the 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 idea with compound V that you're not supposed to get the powers that early. Oh, but right. Then they manifested early, and they were too young to control their powers so parents are like fuck I'm not dealing with this and they gave him back to Vought it's like when you adopt a dog and it shits all over the house yeah you're like I didn't sign up for this hey (laughs) take this dog back I wanted a a dog that doesn't shit in my house (laughs) (laughs) but man the world building again is so good like this world is so well fleshed out I mean sometimes it's a little much with all the Vought shit but makes sense if they could just do a show like this without having to rely on just gore all the time. Yeah, they do kind of rely on the shock and awe factor of things. Uh, it's fine, but, you know. If anything, this show, I like the show, but if anything, it made me go, man, I can't wait till um, Invincible. Invincible comes yeah. back, too. Yeah. yeah, this is this and Invincible are just two Yeah, they're very, jockeying for who can be more gross. Who can be more fucked up. And, you know, if the boys can win in live action, because you can do anything on the cartoon, right? Right. But the, I mean, well, Garth Ennis is a pretty fucked up dude. So yeah, 
Yes, he is. Well, how yeah. long did the boys' comic run go? I'm going to guess and say three years, right? Oh, six. 72 issues. 72 2006 issues. to 2012. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so they went six years. Uh, the, I still I want to read this and Invincible comics, but uh, I just I'm having fun. Invincible's for as is is really that's like a hundred. That's like Isn't Invincible over. is still going. No, no. But I think there's like 150 episodes or issues of Invincible. It's a lot more Invincible, right? 144. So it's double. 144. Oh wow, it's double. The boys 72 is a lot. 2018. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't want to read them because no. I'm so immersed in both shows. Right. I'm going. I don't want to be like you and then spoil everything for myself. No, I'll read them later after the shows are done. Maybe I will go read them. Well, because... you were doing the, the Walking Dead thing where you were reading it. Yeah, but I, had, I was already. No, the show got me to read the comic. Right. And so then yeah. I was stuck reading the comic and watching the show at the same time. Yeah. Uh, this time I've not made that mistake. Uh, if anything, I will wait until I because I'm enjoying what they're giving the, the TV versions of both things. And I don't yeah. want to know. Yeah, I don't want to know. All right, yeah, so now every Friday uh, this episode comes out. Five more episodes left, I think. There's eight total. What would you have rated the three episodes? Oh, fuck. This not, is Not individually, just as a collective. As a collective, uh, it's like an 8.5 uh, okay. for me. Very good. I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, it was enjoyable. I'd say eight, yeah. Yeah, I'd go seven and a half, eight, somewhere yeah, around there. Yeah, it's fucking good. It's fucking good. It's the boys is back. Can't well, the wait. boys are back. And want to give the listener... We we gave them an update last week, but I think it's good to update them again. On we're not reviewing these shows weekly, so what we have on deck for next week, we will catch up with the boys uh, when, it ends. when it ends. So what's next week? Next then? week we have Miss Marvel premiere, another new there show starting while the boys is on, while Obi Wan is on, while Stranger all things. this other shit. Stranger Things. Well, Stranger Things is all out, and it's gonna take a break until July first. To, to its last two movie length episodes. But then Umbrella yeah. Academy season three also comes out in a couple of weeks. Jesus Christ. There's just there's a lot. Let's find out what the listeners thought about uh the boys. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Uh, just a couple of comments about the boys from our listeners. Blake Braden says, episode one, minutes nine to 13. No. It's basically all I said. <laughs> nope. Nope. Ethan Cranford from Australia, our buddy Ethan, says, I adore this show. It strikes a balance between completely ridiculous and a thought-provoking representation of the world we live in like no other show on television. Absolutely agree. And then Seth Morgan <laughs> says, I watched the first maybe 20 minutes this morning before work while eating a bowl of cereal. I literally lost my appetite. I really don't need to see any of that. Now I'm wondering if I can watch the rest of it. And I'm not a wimp. I can watch violence, but holy crap. Never thought I'd see. I can't even think about that. So it, <laughs> it, it disturbed him sufficiently. I'm sure there's a segment of the audience that saw that and went no yeah yeah no i can't well, this is the, I, what this is the line i can't i can't deal with that love, imagine watching that with your family uh, oh. you didn't know what you were getting into and well, like, yeah, i was at my mom's house this weekend and i was catching up on the boys yeah. and I, literally she'd walk by the tv and i'd pause it because i saw that scene happen already i was going 
I can't even risk something like this <laughs> yeah, yeah. happening again. <laughs> what is happening here? Are you watching porn? Oh no! What is this? It's yeah, how do you explain diabolical it? porn? Oh god! Yeah, I, just get in there. Holy shit! Get to the process. This is amazing. <laughs> I mean, when he's like, even when he's like in there stroking yes, it, I'm like, oh my side. god! I'm like, what, am I, what is what going is on? What are you doing? What the fuck is going on? Oh god. Okay, let's just finish up with some what are we watching, Anthony? What are you watching? Anything? Besides NBA playoffs, ah. I've been watching that. I've been watching uh, this guy on YouTube called Khalid Ataf who works in the Chicago South Side at a gas station and trolls these very hard people. Oh yeah. That's kind of funny. Oh my god. Um yeah, like call them call me, like these gangsters like girl names and stuff and they get all pissed off. Wow. So that's fun. That dude's got balls. Uh, what we what's more relevant to all of us is I did watch I am trying to keep track with Obi Wan so oh, I watched the third episode. You did, Rugs. Did you watch episode three of Obi Wan? I did indeed. Okay, well, let's uh, discuss a little bit. Again, just a quick yeah. discussion. Yeah, we will catch up at the end of the season. But look, <laughs> holy shit! Oh, I mean, we got our Darth Vader. I've been waiting for Vader. Yeah, they showed us Vader, but it was kind of in a weird. Um, I still left me a little like disappointed. For, yeah, you know, uh, what did you guys? Say? It was great seeing Vader. He's badass. You see him just killing motherfuckers with the fo- walking down the street. Great, yeah. But then the confrontation between him and Obi Wan left a lot to be desired. But I kind of see in the story why this happened. It's as I said. This is when they write stuff that needs to happen so they can have a big uh, fight later. So this is yes. like they didn't want to blow their load right. on this episode, but they wanted to get Vader in there, you know, to kind of like get everybody excited about Darth Vader. But uh, yeah, they're going to have like the big fight where like uh, Obi-Wan is like, you know, reclaimed his power and and is ready to fuck up some shit. I mean, in, in, in his defense, he was stalling for time. Right. And on top of that, he doesn't have his he's a rusty Jedi. He knows he can't fight. And he's surprised that Anakin is alive. This is presumably the first time he's put eyes on Anakin since the end of Revenge of the Sith. So this is a big moment. And he's freaked out. But yeah, I just feel like it was really, it was kind of weird. Though. It was just I feel like it was very anticlimactic yeah. in how they did it. Yeah. And then like Darth Vader, like. He pushes him through the fire and puts it out with the force, and then it, and then the fire blazes up again, and he just like stands there and does nothing. <laughs> well, look, first of all, him burning Obi Wan was kind of fucking good retribution. I was like, oh shit, they're going there. He wants to fucking burn him like I must have fire. You notice that his hair doesn't catch fire at all. No, he was like, that's the first burnt. thing that would. I don't know what happened. That's the first yeah. thing that would be gone. Like he would be bald. But immediately. I got the sense that Vader is just toying with Obi Wan at this point. Like he didn't right. want to catch him. Anthony, what'd you think of the whole Vader bit? Uh, the ba- the Vader bit. I will say that the show did a good job. It was mixed bag, mostly good. I'd say the show did a really good job for me as a non Star Wars fan, making Vader kind of cool and menacing. Yeah, because yeah. you see him get constructed. You see him walking across a town and just force breaking people's necks, yeah. like just being a really horrible human being. Yeah. And and it's like. That for me was like, oh, okay, like this is why people would be scared of him because he's just walking through town like a fucking badass, like a fucking psychopath looking for this guy and killing anybody that is just like you who he feels like killing. Yep. So like in that sense, I think they did a really good job of making that character menacing again. But the way they edited that scene where he's chasing Obi Wan was fucking weird. Yeah. It, I mean, it would be like they'd he'd see him 
and then Obi-Wan would like run around a hill. Yes. And then like, like God, where is and then like Vader's like not there, but then he pops up. It was just like Yeah, it was weird. Chase scenes are not their forte. No. Yeah. So far. Yeah. Just doing he needs to just stop doing chase scenes. I will agree. Um but I will say overall, I think the show is better than Boba Fett. Okay. I think the show actually has a tone and a and a plot that like I can kind of fo- like the tone is not super jokey. Like it's it's a little bit more on the serious side. And the plot is something I can follow where it's like they're hunting Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's trying to get away. Like it's very easy to to follow. Whereas Boba Fett's plot was like, what? Like keep running back to the past. <laughs> yeah. So I'll give it credit. Like it's it's better than Boba it's Fett. And it doesn't make me hate watch it. And I'm sure the right. Star Wars fans were loving seeing Vader back. I was confused about how Reva got ahead of okay. Leia. Can we just talk about this? They have problems oh, yeah, with weird. locations. None of that <laughs> shit made sense. Okay, so they go into the tunnel. Indira Varma and Leia run into this tunnel. They're running. Tunnel has two ends, presumably. They're running through the tunnel, and then Reva finds the tunnel later. She goes in the tunnel, and then Indira Varma tells Leia, you go on ahead, meet the pilot. I'm going to go back and help Obi-Wan. So not only does she not cross paths with Reva going back out of the fucking tunnel. That, that's what you thought was going to happen, is they were going to fight there, Reva and Reva ends up ahead of fucking Leia in the tunnel somehow. How did this happen? And Dira Varma doesn't cross paths and somehow ends it's up, up somewhere else on the mountain. Way far yeah. away on that hill the fuck being she get able there? to help out Obi-Wan. How did she fucking get there? I, yeah, none, of that, none of that made sense. That's terrible. I was like, what is happening? It was terrible storytelling. It was so bad. Yeah, that's bad. I That really took me out of it. I'm like, wait a minute. What is happening? Ugh, but look. Yeah, you build up. You have all that like goodwill where you, you're rebuilding Vader and you see him and he's doing shitty things to people. And you're like, this is a fucking villain. This is like one. This is actually an iconic villain being an iconic villain. Yeah. And then you just completely screw right away all these stupid chase scenes where it's like, like it's and these, things, these things are simple things to do yes, it's called continuity. it's not like they're doing some shit that's like oh we need to fucking you know reinvent the wheel on how to do the camera work on this it's just like no it's like use common sense now maybe they had to edit something out or whatever maybe, maybe they maybe shot it tunnels that go they split off but they never but established that it's they're not going to explain it they're they're moving on to the next thing I did, so. I did love how when Vader was fighting Obi-Wan with the lightsaber, he was, did you notice, he's using one hand, the lightsaber, and Obi-Wan has to use both hands. So I was like, he's just fucking toying with him. Like, he doesn't even want to get him. He wants to enjoy it. He wants him to suffer. Uh, yeah. That's the kind of feeling I got. But it's the show's halfway over now, and it is at least, I didn't think it'd be another, like, lone wolf and cub thing. Like, you have Mando and Grogu, and now you got Obi-Wan and Leia. I did not think that's what the show was going to be about, really. So Vader yeah. still has no idea that Leia is his daughter at this point. I don't think no. so. I don't think so. One one comment though on Vader. So if this is what we're getting of Vader and the kind of the tone we're getting with Vader and those look, did they really just hire Hayden Christensen for his eyes in a back to tape? I think they did. I think that's him <laughs> in the costume also. I just think he's like can't be. Listen, though, hold on, listen, because if, Why do you think if that? you are Hayden Christensen, I would just and they're like, you get to put the Vader suit on. Yeah, they're not going to see your face, but you get to be Darth Vader. You can, re- you can resurrect his career would, by being uh, in the public eye. Why yeah. wouldn't you jump at that? I'd be like, fuck, yeah, I don't care. Let me be Vader. James Earl Jones back as the voice. I thought that was fucking great. Did they really hire, hire Hayden Christensen? Just to be just put in, the suit and, uh, yeah. in the suit. That was his face he, for a is second. Is he basically Scott Adkins? 
where he just put plays other characters and hides his face. I would listen. I would take that role if that could be Vader. Despite, yeah, you see him for like a brief second. You see his body cut. And he's you wouldn't covered. even know that was Hayden no, Christensen. It doesn't have to be him. It could be anybody. They did. He did see him in the vision, so you saw him in the robe briefly. Mm-hmm. When uh, uh, you know Obi Wan's having these visions and seeing him places. I mean, they have, they have three more episodes. They have so three more episodes. He could, he we'll could definitely show up and actually have his face and do things. I mean, I think his face will show up in those kind of ways where Obi-Wan just kind of hallucinates or he sees it or something. I don't I don't. I don't. You guys think it's better than Boba Fett? Yeah. Okay, good. So far it is, yes. Well, there's a lot of like, uh, I don't know if you've been on the interwebs and oh. looked at the reactions. There's people going crazy about Reva right. and saying terrible things. Yeah, people being And racist. I don't think it's warranted at all. No. Like. It's like, yeah, she's, I feel like that, yeah, she's a, uh, I think there's more more than, to, than meets the eye. I like her character. Um, I think there's, as I said, that probably there's a little twist to this character. Hopefully that explains or that puts it in perspective. And if there isn't, that's fine too. Like she's just an ambitious Jedi. Her acting, eh, it's questionable. So I, I could understand sometimes how it just doesn't ring. It doesn't like ring a certain way yeah. but um I, I don't think it's warranting any kind of crazy backlash like they're doing no that's uncalled for then um there are the the, the star wars loyalists that are like nitpicking it to death and i understand that you can do that there are just there's definitely a lot to nitpick but do you want to have a a uh show or not right. like you know it's like at this point like this is the show if it entertains and Obi-Wan ends up redeeming himself, I think it's fine. If he ends up being a biatch, then I can understand. Because like, uh, the argument is, is that like all of these newer shows are taking the classic characters and just nerfing them right. and making right. them like seem weak and, and like, you know, uh, unnecessary. Like, you know, what they did with Luke, uh, in, in, in Last Jedi. Yeah, like kind of just like destroying everything that you've built and kind of like turning it in other door, uh, subverting expectations or whatever. At this point of the story, Obi-Wan's been out of the game for a while. He's he's rusty. He's you know, he's trying to. Yeah, but why is he so afraid? Why is he you so know? afraid of, of Anakin is a good point. Uh, Ewan McGregor still great, doing a great job. Like, Imagine like uh, what if you what if Obi-Wan was like, uh brought to life by the fact that that Anakin's still right. alive. He still can save him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of being afraid of him. That's a good point. What if he was like the Obi-Wan that was like, no, like I could, and now that I know that he's alive, I'm going to try and bring my friend back. Yeah, I got another shot at this. You know? Um, I mean, there's a nice moment with him and Leia where he calls her Leia in front of them and he talks about Padme and and stuff and you think about Leia and Padme and there's a lot of parallels there. I like when the uh, fucking the stormtrooper falls and he sliced. Oh my in god! Half. He gets. Oh, how about and how about <laughs> that laser gate? Did you really need to shoot it off? You could have just fucking walked around the thing. There was just nothing <laughs> on the side. I was like, "What are you doing? Just walk around the lasers. You don't. This is not a barrier." But I did. I agree. I liked. I liked the, him getting sliced. That was sliced. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, just just adds to the like. This is not a jokey. I mean, it, yeah. There's still it is Star Wars, but it's like. The tone, it just helps the tone overall. It was surprisingly graphic for, for a Star Wars show. I was not expecting that, but when they get, when those stormtroopers are getting shot, are they being, are they killed? Are they killing them or are they just stunned? Like they're I shot. They're dead, but they're wearing armor. The armor does nothing, of course. Yeah, the stormtroopers are the worst, <laughs> the worst cannon fodder in the world. 
They can't find a Jedi if it was sitting right in front of them, which it was. <laughs> Fucking stuff. Well, anyways, it's good. It's good. Hopefully, uh, they can pick it up. There's only three episodes left, so they got a lot. They got a lot of things to do in a short amount of time. Uh, Bruggs, you watch anything else? I did. I watched um, some of uh, Ricky Gervais's stand up. Oh, how was that? It was fine. Okay. And then I watched some of uh, Norm Macdonald's last stand up <laughs> yeah, special. I really want to see that. It don't. No. Um, <laughs> no. It's basically just him talking into a microphone, like like he's doing a podcast. Oh, oh. He's just going over his act oh. and recording it to, oh. to see. And then I guess Netflix thought it would be a great idea to put it out. There's an audience in front of him? No. Oh. He's just at his computer like he's doing a Zoom oh. call. That's That sounds awful. That's weird. Yeah, I'm mm. like, this is really they think that they, not something you ugh, should put out. They're trying to capitalize on some leftover Norm McDonald shit there. Yeah, but you need. It would be almost better to have like comics do his last material in front of mm. other people mm. just to see how they could sell it. They're like, all right, I want to do Norm stuff, but only Norm could make it work. So let's see only, if I yeah, can try. Only Norm can do that like, delivery. Norm is is known for like dying on stage and not giving a fuck yeah. and just keeping on going. Yeah, that's great. He doesn't care about, he's doing the jokes for him. Yeah. He's not doing it for the audience. Well, speaking so. of a Norm McDonald, I watched uh, the Orville new horizons. It has come back on Hulu rugs. You remember the Orville? Yeah. It's like a star Trek parody. Yeah. It was Seth MacFarlane's network. It was the first two seasons are like a half hour. Star Trek parody. It's Seth MacFarlane's own version of Star Trek, but with a lot of jokes. Almost, it's a comedy, right? Right. This show, The New Horizons, is very weird. It's come back. It's an hour-long episode. And I think this is now the show Seth MacFarlane actually wanted to make without the network interfering. It's an hour-long, like, space drama. There was, There's no jokes in this first episode. There's no comedy. It's not a comedy anymore. It takes on like a tough topic, uh, and it picks up right where the storyline left off. But it was, it's kind of a different show. It wasn't bad. How do you shift it from being a comedy to not being a comedy? It's they, uh, it was, it's, I don't know. It's they just, um, they pick up on, uh, the storyline with the Kalon with the robot Isaac. Uh, and it deals with the heavy topic of. So you've watched all of these. I've watched the first two seasons of the Orville, and I actually thought it found its footing a little bit better second season. Like it moved away from being a Star Trek ripoff into being its own thing. Uh, you know. And meanwhile, Star Trek New Strange New Worlds is out. It's kind of doing the same thing. This show is now doing the same thing. But I was just, it was jarring that there was absolutely no no jokes. He wants to make wow a, st- a space ship star trek drama show and that's what this is now but it was it was still kind of compelling it was very good it brings up a lot of thought-provoking questions but yeah it's just weird it's a drama it's a drama now Mm. right okay it's even called it's like not season three if you look at the listing on hulu it says orville season one orville season two and then it says orville new horizons it doesn't even say season three Huh. Yeah, I would. I don't know. I would check it out. A lot of people didn't like the Seth MacFarlane show. I liked. I like some of his stuff. And Nor- I didn't. I didn't dislike it. Yeah. It just was like I found that um, it always looked like a joke, right? Like all of the makeup looked like a joke. I mean, it, it was very well done, but it had a sense of humor to it. 
they weren't trying to make aliens that look like, oh, you can believe this is an alien. It was kind of like, oh, look, it's an obvious costume. They have a lot you know more, what I mean? more money in this season, and it shows there's like space battles and spaceship battles, and it looks pretty good. So clearly they got a bigger budget, and Hulu is letting him do whatever he wants. He doesn't, right. you know, it's kind of interesting. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep following that, see where it goes. But I was just like, there, there was zero jokes in this. This is the same show? Weird. Okay. Okay. Anyways, that's it for uh what are we watching out this week? I said everybody watch Miss Marvel. I'm Miss Marvel. I'm Miss Marvel. My namesake season what about premiere Jurassic World Dominion. And Jurassic World Dominion out this Friday. Are we doing both? I think we should do both. Only right. because we've done the other Jurassic movies. Okay. We'll we'll Holden for Jurassic World Dominion. Dinosaurs. Very popular. Uh, everybody loves dinosaurs. Will this be it can't be worse than the last movie, so that's what we'll be reviewing. <laughs> next week or, or, can, or it. can it meanwhile yeah. top gun maverick just killing it at the fucking box office have you seen these numbers i have i yeah. gotta go see it everyone's saying it's great it, mm-hmm. over memorial day weekend it made 156 million dollars the biggest tom cruise opening movie ever the biggest memorial day opening the second week you know how we talked about most movies <laughs> drop like 60 70 percent 32 percent drop it made another 86 million dollars Wow! Almost at three hundred million domestic, five forty-eight worldwide. Worldwide, Holy that's shit. amazing. That's amazing. This is like a huge movie for the Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise going out on top. I'm gonna try to get to see this movie at some point, and then if we all go see it, we'll we'll do a quick review. Do you think that the public at large has the Tom Cruise fever? Like, like the few of us in the know that are like realize that this dude is just fucking. He's not letting up at all like he's still going for it every movie do you think it's that or or do you think it's that uh it's top gun it's i think it's both i think it's a little bit of nostalgia it's a lot of nostalgia uh and then just maybe it's because when that mummy movie came out everybody was like tom cruise what do you think you're doing yeah yeah stay in your lane motherfucker and then tom cruise like i'm gonna stay in my lane but I'm going to fucking be going a hundred million miles an hour in this lane. And, and people are like, Oh shit. I, I would, he I would, it does equ- have the need for speed. I would equate it to three things. I think there is Tom Cruise, like Tom Cruise is, is still kind of beloved, even though he's weird as shit. Everyone, kinda, yeah. everyone likes him as the weird uncle that does his own stunts. Yeah. You have top gun, which is an iconic eighties film that, Still, you know, people people still consider one of their favorite films to this yep. day. And you, and you have the buzz that this, you know, before this even came out, there was tons of buzz that this is a good movie. So you had everyone going, oh, Tom Cruise is, is doing Top Gun again. And every, even the reviewers think it's good. You know, they said that this this got a lot of like the Gen X 40 year old crowd back into the theaters. And the fact that it's not a superhero movie. Uh, it was something different that got people back. I, I think it's I think it's the buzz that it actually was good, and it's yeah, and it's an actually good movie with good action. But what I've read, it seems like the main metaphor of the movie is that it's really about Tom Cruise being like this big action star. Like it's almost like really meta, and it's mostly about him and who he is in real life. I don't know. I heard of the 40x of this is also lots of fun to watch in 40x. <laughs> Yeah. You're gonna be yeah. fucking flying around. At some point, maybe we'll review it. Maybe if it, when, when we when we find time, if we have an off week or 
Maybe when it comes out on, <laughs> I, I just yeah comes I, out on TV. I really want to watch it. Uh, the more I hear about I it, I would love to go to the movies. We're gonna go. When this can week. I do that? <laughs> we're, we're going, but we're, we're going. seeing a different movie. Yeah, we're not seeing Top Gun. <laughs> Maybe I'll try and see both of them in the same day. I might, I might try to check it, squeeze in both movies because like people just keep talking about. It. I mean, were you guys Top Gun guys? I know we've we I brought this up before, but I've seen it once or twice. I need to so rewatch he, it. So before. he's a no. Yeah, he wasn't not, really a Top Gun guy. You, Imran, I can't see you being a no, Top Gun No, I knew guy. of it. I knew of it, well, you know, all the catchphrases and what was in it and what it meant. But I wasn't, like, big into it. I love Tony Scott, but I think I'm going to rewatch it before, again, to watch before I watch it. As I, yeah, I was, I think I saw it in the presence of a woman. <laughs> and I was paying attention to the woman more than the movie. <laughs> I got the way to the so eighties. My breath away. Yeah, that's that's another great one. It has everything. It's got all that. What was the girl in there? What's her name? Was that Kelly Kelly McGillis? Kelly McGillis. Yeah, they had absolutely no chemistry whatsoever. Have you seen the picture where it's her, him, and her in Top Gun, and then him and her now? And he hasn't aged, and she yeah. don't look so great. That's all I'm gonna she's say. Not, yeah, she's and, not, yeah. Not but old. fucking Tom Cruise doesn't age, man. It's the no, Zenu. It's the Zenu pact. He's getting something pumped through him. <laughs> something yeah. because he does not look that much older than he did in the fucking. I don't know how he he's doesn't. getting like stem cells th- thrown in there. He regenerates his body every twelve he's getting, months. Like, his telomeres elongated. Yeah. Look that up, motherfucker. But he's got sharp right. teeth like a vampire in real life. Yeah. <laughs> One last question before we end. Yeah. On just a Tom Cruise question. Yeah. When when it's all said and done for Tom Cruise, where does he rank amongst all the action heroes of all time? Mm. Ah. I, I, mean, I mean, he's top 10. The fact that he's had this staying power yeah. for this long, like, I think he, I don't know how he, uh, Mission Impossible. Was in that nineties? Yeah, ninety nine. Right? Yeah. I think was yeah. the first one. Yeah, and um, ninety six somewhere around there. That was like his where he's like he planted the flag. I'm an action dude. Yeah, and um, he's been like Jack Reacher. He's been a couple of other things with that were heavy action. Uh, I mean, didn't he do like Night and Day? Edge of Tomorrow is fucking great. He's great. Edge in of Tomorrow. Movie. Collateral is really good. Right. Uh, I think he squeezes into the top ten somewhere. I think. Uh, yeah, squeezes in. I think he's in there. He's in there. I think. I th- he, he's he's got to be like yeah, definitely in top ten. What's no, what's no crazy question. about his career is like he had this very serious career for the most part, right. like doing yeah, you know, a few good men, Jerry yeah. Maguire, Eyes yeah. Wide Shut, Rain Man. Yeah. But like this back half, which you're talking about, Rugs, he just was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do a shit ton of action now. I'm just going to do big budget action movies that revolve around me. And I think yeah. it's because he's like, I want to hang outside of the Burj Khalifa. I want to learn how to fly a helicopter. I want to jump out of a plane at a high altitude fucking yeah, drop. Perhaps. I'm going to do these things. You're going to make a movie around it and I will pay for it because he can kind right. of do whatever he wants. Because anybody could just do dramas. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wasn't he trying to make a movie in space? I don't think that happened. <laughs> but I thought he was going to do an action movie in space or something and actually oh go God. to space. What a pivot on that guy because he was Imagine doing true. serious movies. James Cameron and then fucking Tom Cruise oh, like, worked on a movie together. together. Oh shit! The two <laughs> biggest egos to ever like just become one. James Cameron would come up with the most fucking crazy shit, and Tom would just be like, "I'll do no, it." He's like, 
hey, listen, you want to do a movie in space? Sure. He's like, yeah, let's fucking do it. <laughs> I'm there. I'm creating a spaceship right when now. When do we go? I need to meet Zenu <laughs> anyways. I'm going to meet him out at the fucking star. I'm like trying to think of like a, an equivalent right now of someone that's like young, doing a ton of acting that's awesome, but then just the back half of their career, they go, I'm just doing straight action. Well, you I would put Keanu in that maybe top 10. No, I'm saying like action. right now. Oh, like now, who's the young oh, guy? Who would be? Like it'd be like a, like a Timothy Chalamet. Okay. Where he's like, yeah. Doing a bunch of like serious roles, and yes. then the back half of his career, he becomes an action star. He's just like, like fuck it. Yeah, I don't. That's yeah. I don't know who else would could pull that off. Chris, yeah, Chris Pratt, not really. He never did serious. Yeah, Chris Pratt's doing. He's yeah. just that's his lane right now. He's, he does big big block blockbuster movies. Yeah, but, but you know, nothing that has to be too demanding. No, he gets like he like doesn't himself. want to learn karate or right. anything. It's all the same shit. Where <laughs> he's just gonna hit somebody with a like a big haymaker every yeah. once in where a while. Tom will jump at the chance to do new shit and do crazy shit. He's crazy. Well, and and Tom can always. In his back pocket, you're like, oh, but he's actually a really good actor, yeah. too, if he wants yeah. to turn it on. Yeah. He just doesn't want to do... I mean, he's acting well enough, but as you mentioned, Imran, he's just going, I want to do fun stuff. Yes, these are the now. things I want to do before I die, and you're going to film it, and then just make up a story, Red. It's fine. Yeah. It's so, an interesting career to look at. I'm like trying to think of like everybody in the Fast and the Furious films are all old now. Old. Yeah. Oh, Vin yeah. Diesel's yeah, like in yeah, his yeah, 50s. Yeah. So there's like really nobody that's kind of young. That's like a, a up and comer. Like even fucking John Cena is like he's old, getting he's in his up mid forties. Yeah. yeah. Well, you would have thought like Matt Damon would have went after doing the Bourne movies, but then he kind of just that was it. Well, the thing is, like a lot of that. I think that's why Tom Cruise is so interesting because you see a lot of the actors these days, for the most part, like outside of The Rock or or like your Vin Diesel's. A lot of actors want to express their range and do a shit ton of all like all sorts of different things, right? Right, like they want to do dramas, they want to do superhero movies, but then they also want to do, you know, comp. Like they want to do express their range in everything. Whereas Tom Cruise is like, yeah, I've done all that. I just want to jump out of planes. Well, and that that's the thing. It puts him. He's paid his dues. He's done his work. He's he's got tons of money to where he can pay for the movie himself. So he's put himself in the perfect situation. That I don't know if anybody can replicate that. He's just doing just enough to be relevant, right? Like just to still be Tom Cruise, yeah. and that's. That's it. He still was naming like like Will Smith's kind of like uh, was trying to do that to stay to do a movie every couple of years to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. And um, but uh, Tom Cruise has got his own franchise here, so I mean, I think yeah. his name still sells, which is kind of amazing at this point where he's almost sixty. As, and especially, have you seen Minority Report, Anthony? I have not. No. Oh, that's really good. That's a great movie. That's a that, that was another one of his good action films. Yeah. yeah. Check that list. Out. Yeah. But, you know, I was just going to say, like, you look at all cable. his contemporaries from the 80s, and they're all either not making movies or right. making straight to DVD stuff. Yeah, or they're washed up a little bit. Or, yeah, wa- you know, super yeah. washed. So <laughs> he made it somehow. I had a second, third, fourth career. If Patrick Swayze was alive oh, he'd be, right now, he'd be giving him a run for his money. Yeah. Roadhouse 11. <laughs> <laughs> there would be 12 Roadhouse movies, and I would watch all of them just for Dalton. Roadhouse in space. Yes. Yeah. Fucking Dalton is the best. Uh, okay. That, I told you to be nice. Be nice until I tell you not to be nice. Not to be nice. Uh, <laughs> that's it for this week. Rugs, where can the listener find you? You can find me on Twitter at really rug boy. Come give me a follow. Follow him there. Check the show notes for this episode. Uh, that's where the links to him and all our stuff are. How to support the show. How to share the show. Tweet it out. That's the most important thing. 
share it with and your friends. And then retweet it. Tweet it, retweet it, and then retweet your retweets. And then like those. Then like your retweets. <laughs> start a Twitter thread. Post it on your fucking TikTok or whatever the fuck the kids are doing. Post it everywhere. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Ed podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. I fucking loved it. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too.